0: Wrestling Federation proudly presents WrestleMania. The WWF champion, Ric Flair, defends the title against the number one contender, the Macho Man Randy Savage. The maniacal Sid Justice goes one on one with the immortal Hulk Hogan, in what could prove to be Hulk Hogan's farewell match. It's a double main event!
1: It's Wrestlemania!
2: Welcome! Sorry, I can't even try and do it. It hurts too much. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to part two of our Wrestlemania 8 special. Uh, This is the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. This week I am joined by Jimmy Polo, the Hop God Matt, and... The maniacal Mikey Workman. <laughs> why is he called him maniacal? Like, come on, Vince. <laughs> why
1: am I called maniacal?
2: No, why? No, well, yeah, we, you we are a know that. maniacal we guy. Know that. Yeah. <laughs> So as usual, you guys can find us on Instagram at ExtraCooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. If you're listening to this episode, this is part two. Make sure you've checked out part one, which we dropped last week, which covers the first half and uh, some solid wrestling. A dug in uh, match, right? You don't
0: want to miss that.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so we do have some housekeeping. We're we're gonna get things kicked off right away right away with some
1: housekeeping, Matt. Before we even get there. Oh. I just want to mention about the intro there when they talk about Hulk Hogan's fire- farewell match. I love the graphic of Hogan above, like, the city. You yes. know what I'm talking the about? Yes. I, I looked, yeah. Famous. Yeah. He's, like, doing his pose above the city. I could looked all over for that graphic online. I could not find it. The graphics
2: Maybe. for uh, WrestleMania 8 are top-notch stuff. Like, the WrestleMania 8 shirt is one of my favorites. Hell, yeah. It's... That, that would be next on my list. I have uh, Mega Powers Explode, WrestleMania 2, WrestleMania 7, VII, WrestleMania 8 would be next on my list.
0: WrestleMania
2: 8 has
3: front and back action on it, too. That t shirt. Yes. So it's excellent. It's beautiful. beautiful. All right, Matt. Front and back action, huh? Well, let's head <laughs> yeah, into housekeeping. <laughs> let's head One into housekeeping. Holes. We have
2: a lot. Well, that, man right there. Sorry, I thought Duggan was appropriate. I apologize. (laughs) That
3: was perfect placement right there. Oh, that drop got some laughs last week out of me, and it sounds like some of our listeners, too, as they reached out. But let's head back. We talked about the Jobber Draft episode. It was episode 52 from last April. It's almost a year old. That's absolutely insane, 52. We're now sitting here at 96. Jim, I'm going to burst your bubble in... The second part here, Jake Roberts, you were dead set on him being Hogan's height. Hogan, as we know, is six foot eight. Jake Roberts is six foot five.
0: I don't believe that. Wow. Three
3: three inch difference, which I was surprised at, too. Fair enough. Now, Nick, it's time to burst your bubble. As you, I already spoiled it for you. You were adamant about how the Roddy piper Bret Hart match from the first half of WrestleMania 8 was in the top ten. Of the WWE Network's Top 100 Matches to See Before You Die. Jim, Mike, guess where it landed? In the top 10? No, no, no. Just in the WWE Network Top 100 Matches to See Before You Die, the Roddy Piper and Bret Hart match that we just slobbered all over, said how amazing it was (laughs) last week.
2: 83.
3: What's your guess, Mike? 18. It's not even on the oh, list for question. I fair. couldn't believe it, man. And I went through the only time that Piper makes the list is the dog collar match against Greg Valentine at number 70. The Brett Owen match, which I was ready to put this this yes. Piper yes. Brett match Same. above was number 16. Brett and Sean, the Iron Man match was number 10. Brett and Austin came in at number two. Wow, I was like flabbergasted by this stat, and I thought it was. Like Meanwhile, neat. I'm
1: sure like a Christian versus Randy Orton mascot <laughs> on there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll need to dive in no the, deeper. this oh, this course, list I mean, uh, is pretty good. House
0: cleaning, oh, yeah. house Christian Randy Orton.
3: Yeah, it it, it really is a uh, a pretty decent list. So that just goes um, to show
0: you, though, that's a truly an underrated gem, despite the fact that a lot of people of our generation do properly recognize it. Yeah, right. Doesn't I I'm right it, it deserves though from the, the you know the
2: big tent. I I mixed that match up uh with with the first match we're going to cover tonight and that is on that list and it came in at number 24. Oh,
0: yep. on wow, it's on the happened.
2: list. Yep. Yeah, so I I remembered like a WrestleMania 8 match being on there, but I guess mm. they uh they liked that one better. It was one of uh, the two good ones. Yes, agreed. <laughs> so, you got any so more housekeeping?
3: The, the last piece of housekeeping, we had friend of the show pod Foundation member uh John Swallow from the Coming Down the Aisle podcast reached out to me, and he was a little disappointed in wow. us that we were covering the Tito Santana and Shawn Michaels match, and we didn't talk about how Tito pointed out that Shawn Michaels had a booger in his nose and <laughs> he needed to get rid
1: of it. So it was like I am so right, mad. Because... It was in my notes actually, but just didn't get out. That is that's, that's embarrassing it's
3: right up for this out. show. It yeah. is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> So, j Bone, thanks for reaching out and uh, pointing out our miss there. It truly, it truly was a miss. I was wow, gonna I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna
0: pull you and take my, put my headphones down and just walk into the ocean <laughs> right now. P- pl-
1: please don't. Ocean. We're gonna,
3: we're gonna need you on this one because uh, Lake
1: Erie over there.
3: We, we can head into right. part two of WrestleMania <laughs> Eight if uh, Mr. Cooler over there is uh, ready to go. It's Lake Ontario, Michael. By the way. We may have lost Nick for a moment, so we are going to do some stalling here. Um, man, this this back half of this card is really stacked, and I feel like we stopped at this like perfect time of stacking the deck here for episode two we finished off episode one or part one of of this with the Roddy Piper uh, you know coming off of the high of the Roddy Piper and uh Bret Hart match and then bringing us into the low of Which that it's fine it's a yeah, cool down match yeah, it's so a no cool deal. down match for sure that that eight man tag is what you needed to separate really you know the two gems on this card is what we're talking about and yeah. it's separating the brett and piper match which we you know nick gave it five stars mike gave it five stars i think jim 4.75 and i was low man at four and a half yeah it was totally deserving and you know then we're headed into one of the top 25 matches of all time in what we're going to speak about right out the gate here and it looks like we may have nick
2: yeah Yeah, sorry guys uh technical difficulties on my end we ready to kick this off?
3: Let's dive right in, baby. All right. I, I well, kind of recapped just, where we left, you left just off.
0: fell onto your keyboard, didn't it? Yes. Oozed
2: all over it. Still cleaning it up. Got a little in my mouth. Uh, here we are oh, with uh, <laughs> part two of WrestleMania eight. Uh, We're kicking things off with the interview backstage, right? We're in the locker room. We've got Mr. Sean Mooney, and he is interviewing the world champion, Ric Flair, Along with his executive consultant, Mister Perfect. What a title!
3: Yeah, for real. Like
2: did, I, I forgot that. My favorite. I, I forgot that he was referred to as the exec, executive consultant. Um, and and he had, had that a name title as
0: well, right? He 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 gave Heenan some like official title as well. I, I'm going blank on it.
2: I love it. I love it. So, Perfect was dealing with an injury at this point in his career, uh, even though he would return later. um, But that's kind of why he's paired up with Flair and Heenan during this. Um, So, the whole storyline goes that everybody knows uh, they've threatened to show pictures of Elizabeth. And uh, Flair is backstage to cut a promo about how Savage.
1: A a picture, centerfold. Yes, (laughs) centerfold.
2: And they're going to display it out in the middle of the arena. I always imagined one of those things like they did in like the mid 90s with like sunny with the giant centerfolds yes, like, jop- yes. dropping from the back as a kid that's always what i thought was going to happen um meanwhile mr Perfect's got <laughs> you like think it would song.
0: unfold from the rafters like a true centerfold though You know, like, it's like, <laughs> that's what i'm hoping yeah no they keep calling it a centerfold i know that's mm-hmm. the language
1: of the day you don't hear that as much nowadays what but...
2: do you think was on the other side of that piece of paper that mr Perfect's rolling
1: i wrote it's probably fred ottman <laughs> I don't actually show it to you imagine
2: Perfect getting all jazzed up looking Perfect at Fred Ottman Perfect loved Oppen. to
1: jib he loved to yeah, play yeah. jokes so it could have been Ottman he could he have been did. playing a joke on Ottman yeah, Ottman <laughs> wearing that tugboat cap and nothing but in <laughs> <laughs> that Seinfeld uh, Costanza pose yes oh man <laughs> He
2: tells Randy that uh, when it's over, Randy should look at the big screen because Mr. Perfect will be showing the centerfold to the world. Um, So then it cuts to Mean Gene standing outside of Macho Man's locker room uh, saying that the Macho Man didn't want to talk to anybody and just kind of teasing that whole thing. And here we go. Uh, Things are underway. We get a big entrance for Ric Flair. Uh, Heenan's well, on commentary. Can we,
0: back it, can we back it up for just one second though? Yeah. What do you some got? Of the, some of the, the, she's all the way live, you know, flair really gets into this. Oh yeah. And I, I like that. He talks about, um, uh, Elizabeth is going to have one last shot at space mountain. <laughs> this is a regular flair <laughs> thing, right? Like referring to his, I guess, yes. manhood as space mountain. Do you kind of wish that some of the other superstars of the day referred to their, um, to their manhood as like disney rides like <laughs> all right here's a easy one it's like the undertaker is like talking about you know take a ride on the haunted mansion <S-Sylid2> <laughs> skinner is you know the jungle cruise
3: <laughs> That's uh, <good.
0: laughs> max moon is the carousel of progress that's a deep cut for disney and, and maybe maybe the godwins are like the country bear jamboree Ooh. i could <laughs> keep going on you know the country bear jamboree. You
1: continue to talk like
3: you're talking right now, and you'll be history on this program. I guarantee you that.
2: <laughs> I don't want to know about that. <laughs> I do not want to know about that. <laughs> Let's get things underway. So, as we were saying, Flair gets his huge entrance. Uh, Heenan's still on commentary. Heenan's telling lies about how expensive Flair's robe is, um, and the way the way Flair's robe sparkles as he comes down the aisle it's is beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Great camera work. <laughs> Um, the, red,
0: the red robe is is incredible. It just it pops. I mean, and he does his the way he he yeah. spins right and he's coming down, he he owns it. He knows exactly what he's doing. It's cool that he came to WWF at this point in his career where he's so well established. Easily. He knows exactly how to operate and it I, just and like his WrestleMania debut yeah. he's,
2: he's perfect. When you think of Flair in WWF, like for me, I think of either the red robe or the black robe.
0: Yeah. Totally. It, it's amazing. I, I'm thinking watching this, all right, WrestleMania 8, right? He is not going to be at another WrestleMania for another 10 mm-hmm. years. At Undertaker, one that I spoke about a few weeks ago. When It's uh,
1: just pretty wild. When I was uh, Ric Flair for Halloween one year. <laughs> oh, Nick helped me with that uh, costume <laughs> well, because Nick helped me with all of my costumes because he's, <laughs> you know, he's good at that kind of thing. If you uh, made the costume, you would have looked like... I don't even know, Garfield or something. Yes. This, is, this is 100% correct. That's why I asked Nick to do it. Uh, so I had the I had the black uh, robe with the white boa. Yeah, so. it's iconic.
3: It, mm-hmm. is. it is really good. You're going to have to dig up those pictures. Those pictures from, I, I guess it was college time, right? Is that I wasn't the little post. right after. Right
1: 2004, 2005. Post. Nick was Macho Man that same Halloween. Oh, man.
3: There's... Uh, there's pictures of me we were flying around 8. with those, with those yeah. macho glasses on, and yeah. But that th- I didn't realize it was. The after nasty college. boys were there. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Million Dollar Man, I think, was there. there was some some really good ones yeah. in that one. Who were you, Matt? Like an emo musician I, or something? <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Matt was just
2: entering the fold <laughs> at that time. Yeah, yeah I was no, like, th- that's
3: just... like when I first started yeah. surfacing was in and yep. around that area a little bit, a little bit beyond that. I think maybe 2005, 2006 yeah. ish well or five going back to the card hey, my yeah. favorite my favorite part of the entrance for rick flair is that classic 90s babe yes. that's in the audience man she's like which all, one oh, the, the one that's all you dolled know. up they zoom in on this chick she's, she's got like this nodding. big old teased out hair yes. she's got the big old eyeshadow shadow around her eyes her chin's got the super yep. makeup on what it. does bobby say red red lips and she's just licking her lips literally licking her lips yeah yeah. okay that's the one i was thinking
1: she loves flair man
3: (laughs) she's absolutely loving flair nodding her head like oh yeah i'm gonna get me some rick flair i'm gonna (laughs) ride space mountain and then he then goes eat your heart out toots yes It's so good. It's so yeah. good, and she is like one thousand percent genuine because there's no way oh, yeah. in hell she knows the camera is on her. But man, no. Have you ever met a woman that's?
0: One. Have you ever met a woman that's really into Ric Flair? Are your wives into Ric Flair when, when he I comes like, like, on screen? Like, oh, damn, Ric Flair!
2: Give me some of that snaggletooth. <laughs> yes,
0: peach blonde hair. It's, it's yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, to, you know, each throne But whatever, <laughs> Macho's music kick. and he's got this like nice like he gives a quick point around the circle and then gives a nice steady pace of a jog down the aisle like he's kind of pissed off but he knows he needs to take his time and and
0: celebrate it's a long way
2: no posing takes his jacket off and hat off goes right after flair immediately Um, as he should yeah hell yeah this feud is is incredible I've got some questions later about it but there's no sign of Elizabeth Elizabeth does not come down to the ring with him uh, and Heenan's putting over the angle that Elizabeth was with Flair a long time ago, and she's still, you know, shown her true colors—that she's still with Flair and behind Flair during this match.
1: It would have been awful if they just both went into the ring and started locking up. Yeah, yeah, tie yeah. <laughs> like, up yeah. yeah. this kind of a match. Now, uh,
2: I I do love it. Like Flair hits a couple of suplexes, and uh, this is th- sorry, this is after. Uh, Mr. Perfect has to pull Macho Man off of Ric Flair outside of the ring and throw right, him back into silly. the ring by his face.
3: That looks really stiff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like watching that, I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Perfect's like really going after Macho here.
2: Yeah. It, it looked like there was some real, uh, you know, uh, hatred in his eyes during that. Uh, so he throws throws Macho back in, but not before Macho. Like, p- going back, paces around the ring, walking after perfect like two times. Yeah. Gets in the ring. Flair gets in a ton of offense. Uh, hits a few suplexes. Earns him some two counts. Heenan with a great line. Come on, Rick. Show me the pictures. Uh, <laughs> teasing Teasing an early win.
3: The, the beauty of Heenan during Ric Flair matches during this time, and it, it happens in the '92 Rumble, and it happens again here. There is a sheer panic yes. in his voice that's oh, like yeah. palpable. You can just feel it, man. It is, it is awesome. It adds to the whole, it just the, yeah. the whole presentation is better because you feel the panic in. Heenan's. You believe him? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's
2: sweating it out. There's nothing ever like. Like there's nothing off the top of my head that I can think of like this, where a manager is a a constant figure on commentary, and he's you know playing into his character and the guy that he manages. It's it's a work of art. Um, so it again a lot of flair offense for a while, uh, a lot of action inside and outside of the ring. He's that's, you know working that, machos. The back body drop is a that, oh, brutal spot.
0: That's that's what I wanted to say. He looks like Macho Man looks like he goes like if you were on a swing when you're a kid and you go all yes. the way around. Yes. Like per, it's a perfect angle, right? He does not yeah. tilt to either side. He goes No what's I don't I'm not a math. He's fish. never he's never parallel. Degrees, yeah. No. Like, he's, he's, he's never, never parallel
2: with the ground.
0: No, it's it's like, whoa, how did he survive that? Yeah. And, what, and watching that makes me think, who would want to see Flair Hogan instead of this? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: So it's it's funny that you say that because I was listening to um, something to wrestle with and they were talking about that exact topic. So you had Ric Flair, which was Mister WCW, Big Gold, like he put the company on his back, and you've got Hogan. And it feels like you know Clash of the Titans. If you were to uh, you know compare it to now, it would be a Roman Kenny Omega, something along those lines. And apparently they tried it out on house shows. Yes, like right. It never got a real response and. They did talk about how they were like true WWF towns at that point. Yeah. They did it in New York, they did it in LA, they did it in Ohio, they said, and it just seemed like nobody really cared about Flair. Yeah. Now, again, this was just in the buildup. It wasn't anything, and they kind of abandoned the idea and came to this Flair macho, which... I mean, the storytelling would, would, was ten hundred times better than probably would have been if it was Hogan and and Flair. And you would have known that Flair had no shot against Hogan.
2: Easily, easily. Think that's like such a great point. Like the fact that they ran it at house shows, and like I would love to talk to someone who was there and like yeah, remembers seriously. those house right? shows, just to see how it panned out. I mean, I know they had like their feuds in WCW, but obviously, it's just so different.
0: I would love to have the little—they used to literally hand out the card or the program, right? Would it mm-hmm. have the list of the matches, like at the county yeah. center, when right. where we would go? Um, you'd get that. I would love to have one of those
2: Hogan versus Flair. That's so cool. Mm. So yeah. at one point in the match, Sa- uh, Savage is to the top, hits Flair uh, in the back with his signature double axe hammer. And Flair goes into the guardrail outside the ring, comes up bleeding right? This is the spot I spoke about last week. Flair got heat backstage for the blade job. Um, yeah. and, and he got, they were told, Brett didn't. Yeah. They were told not to bleed. Um, but man, it flare, the, the like white yellow, you know, whatever that bleach hair is with the blood
3: trickling <laughs> into
1: it, it is, is incredible. It blonde? Is it white? What? <laughs> I it's, like, know. <laughs> it's like pure white, man. It, yeah. It's, don't it's on another and bleach.
3: level. And it's so good. Like it, it, the way that the blood looks in Ric Flair, there's not a man in the it's world like a paintball that, shot yeah, that <laughs> yeah. looks better bleeding than Ric Flair. Like no, nobody it puffs up nobody. it like it's Yeah. It, exactly. it whole, yeah. It yeah. Like dries
0: it
2: looks like Red Rooster. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. Not, <laughs> not Terry Teller.
2: <Taylor. laughs> no. No. So this match goes about 25 minutes long, and there's there's a ton of action. It's the bumps, story too. is beautifully bumps. told.
3: Hard yeah. bombs. Oh, yeah.
2: Yes. Oh, very much so. Um, but you could tell, at one like, point,
1: Bobby. At one point, Bobby says, an 80-year-old woman could count faster than <laughs> <laughs> What One
3: of my favorite Heenan lines during this is he's like... Uh, Flair is chopping Macho in the corner, and he's, like, getting really fired up about it. Give me one, Monsoon. Give me one. Woo! Come on, spit that <laughs> banana out and give me one. <laughs> I love when he takes the gorilla shot; like it makes it literal. It, it's just so much fun. <laughs> uh, again, it's the whole level of intensity and the level of like uh, sheer desperation that yes. that Heenan brings here. It's 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 too good. At, yeah, he he's like
0: a regular sports fan watching. You know, like yes. it's like how you feel watching uh, Niners or Dolphins yeah. or
3: right game.
0: Yeah. He's into he really it.
3: Feels that way watching a Colts game. Let's <laughs> yeah, <let's>, uh... <laughs>
2: I like when Savage chases him around the ring, and then he starts playing uh, tug of war with Mr. Perfect's tie while it's around his neck, oh, and yeah. like Earl Hepner is awkwardly trying to break them apart. Uh, and it, but then it's a perfect sequence because at that point uh, he's like pulling Macho off, and Perfect throws brass knuckles to Flair, and uh, Flair knocks out Savage and throws it back to Perfect. Looks uh, so good, that spot. Sa- looks oh, great. Savage goes down hard. Sells it perfectly. perfectly. Yeah. Um, so, but the, the interesting part about that to me was it looked like the crowd completely missed the brass knuckles getting tossed to flair because so they don't I react.
3: Have, I have to correct you. That those aren't brass knuckles. No That's way. a classic foreign object. It's <laughs> yeah. just a piece of, it's just a piece of tape rolled up and Flair puts it around his hand. And then he does a great job of like rolling to the ropes and perfect yeah. rolls around the outside. He just hands it to him all nice and neat. It was it was very well executed, but no, this was just like the classic gimmick tape, like what? taped really around.
0: Did... That gets exactly the Nick's point, though, because I wrote brass knuckles in my uh, notes, but I did not know for sure that they were brass. They went knuckles. around yeah. his knuckles, assumed, but they I weren't brass. They were, yeah, exactly. No, kind of like it's... you don't know, you don't see it so much. So maybe it wasn't
3: perfect. Maybe they could have. No, go go back and look. It's the classic tape that they just put together <laughs> and it looked like it was going to stick out on your hand. It, uh, it's, it's classic old it's school light. wrestling shtick that I absolutely love. Sorry. I it's need like, to, I need it's to like stuff you find it.
0: in your house when you're wrestling your sibling or something. Yeah, oh, 100%. Anything. 100%. Yeah.
2: So uh, let's get right towards that ending, right? Uh, flares distracting the ref. Mr. Perfect grabs a steel chair. Jabs Savage in the knee, works that area. Uh, at this point, elizabeth finally comes running down but she's like stopped by officials right includes dave heppner in his <laughs> wwf suit and air force ones yes and then Is you've the got eight i bright. don't know what they're, they are they're they're bright white yeah bright. He, that guy they look got more like k swisses than air force <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's he's flanked by a 22 year old shane mcmahon oh, um yeah. and they're both like they're both pushing elizabeth to no, stay not, in the not, back you're not
0: pushing anything you're <laughs> just, just dancing like... <laughs> down the ring yes like
2: yeah. yes or yeah. her like yeah. sorry NBA. not yeah, physically no, pushing yeah, her yeah. but like just like go go it, it's <laughs> like, go,
0: go. <laughs> it's such a long way down to be doing this so it's so funny that they're not like, yeah. doing this the whole way no yep. no, they're just no, like no pointing no.
1: towards the back no,
0: yeah you have to no you have to
3: see but then the crazy
2: part is is they they get she comes down to the ring and she's ringside and flair is working on savage's knee inside the ring and they're still out there right trying to get her to go into the back he's got the figure four leg lock applied um and i just love it because every time Hepner is staring at savage perfect is helping him yeah. he's he's pulling his arms pulling his hands grabbing the ropes um savage turns over the figure four right liz is still on the outside of the ring with shane and dave hepner and even more officials um so he turns over the figure four puts the pressure on flair and at this point hepner finally catches perfect helping flair with the figure four leg lock and and kicks flair's hands off the ropes it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful the hepner um,
0: boys showed up tonight they showed they, up in their case swisses they, and they, they, they made, did they came to play
2: <laughs> they get back up to their feet macho is hobbling all over the place right flair goes for a slam macho turns it into a small package and i thought like i swear to god i've seen this match many times i thought at for that moment i was like oh that's it it's it's over it's such a close near fall when you Um, remember the crowd is going bonkers yes remember
0: it happening on a yes uh, something like that of you know kind of schoolboy or small package 100 percent oh here it is
2: yeah the, the suits are out there continuing to tell Liz to leave. She didn't. Heenan was saying that uh, Elizabeth yes. was there to cheer on Flair. It's for you, baby. Woo! Yelled Flair. She um, winked
1: at him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. She
2: yes. winked at him. She winked at him. Um, I love that.
0: From, they could see that from their... Point. Yeah, that. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> but that's like the best part about Heenan, just like the fact that he's trying to sell that. Oh, um, it's such,
1: he's, he's so he's at closing.
2: Yeah. F- Flair hits a knee breaker. Savage blocked the punch. Rolled him up. Hooked the tights. one two three oh Oh my god! It's like it's like what? It just ended right. There's Heenan's going nuts. He used the trunks. He used the trunks. No music hits. Liz finally comes in the ring. And the title is finally like being handed over. Perfect and Flair still in the ring, pacing around. (laughs) You don't see this in a WWF ring at this time or or beforehand.
0: No, Perfect chucks a stooge, right? Like it's yeah, it's very unique. Macho looks like he's having a seizure almost down in the ring. They're like they're all (laughs) like all over him. The officials. It's it's really interesting in the middle of the card too.
2: Uh, Flair turns Liz around, right? Liz is trying to like help Macho Man up, uh and <laughs> Flair turns her around and gives her a kiss. Liz smacks the shit out of him, and uh <laughs> Macho's all over Flair. But meanwhile, like, Shane and and one of the other guys are are holding Macho Man down oh, yeah. as Mister Perfect's like working on on him, yeah. like kicking him in the legs. What the hell is going on?
3: Pandemonium <laughs> here at the Hoosier Dome. <laughs> <laughs> if
2: so, like, my one thought, and and you you can't help but watch these kind of things and think about, like, how it would pan out now, right? You, you've got, like, six officials in the ring with the three of these men. Liz is still on the outside. If this Nobody happened now, a perfect pack. You would. this is where you would expect the warrior save, right? <laughs> Nowadays, this is where you would, maybe not warrior, but you would expect someone to come down and help this poor bastard.
0: Yeah, because it's chaos, yeah.
2: Um, Flair and Perfect leave to a bunch of booze. Macho finally fights off all the Stooges. And uh, (laughs) he gets finally finally announced as the winner and new champion as uh, Liz brings him to his feet. Once again. Once
1: again. Not the new champion. Once again. Once again. again. I wasn't pleased about that. I agree. It sucks. I hate it. It's it's been so long.
2: How many years since his last... Uh, three years, right? He's yeah, too, to long, years. too long. Too long. Too long to, to new be champion. Yeah,
1: I need the Fink thing new. And
2: then I, I just—it's crazy how long it takes for his music to hit and him to be able to celebrate. Obviously, this has to do with, you know, selling. Flair is still over, right? I've got to imagine.
1: And selling being hurt. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like uh, messed up.
2: This how
0: is a, it, it, Yeah, go ahead.
3: I was gonna say, how about the big boom of fireworks that makes yes. oh, jump man. out of her? Buttons. Oh my god, <laughs> that is serious pyro! Is she like puts her hand over her mouth, like, oh my god?
0: I <laughs> mean, goodness, they were on that side of the ring. That would have
2: oh, yeah, been a, yeah. a s'more set made out of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> Macho sells his injuries so good, like he he is not. I don't even know if he's selling. It looks like dude's knee is jacked up.
0: I, I think that's it. He's—you'll see in the post game. Uh, yeah, you know, the post, the interviews afterward. He's—he's—he's he's in on another, another level at this point. Yeah, he's in another <laughs>
2: state. That's the best way to put it. It's so Normally, here's where we would give cans in the cooler, but in like this is another thing that I feel like you never see in WWF, especially at this time. It cuts to, after Macho and Liz are celebrating, it shows them kind of like walking out of the ring, and it cuts to Sean Mooney backstage waiting for Flair and Perfect inside that locker room. They come walking in. Heenan's right behind them. Shut up, Mooney. And Perfect Perfect just delivers that line incredible because, like, how many people wouldn't want to say that to Sean Mooney?
1: <laughs> um, now what we have right now is a man walking around town tonight Claiming to be the real world champion.
3: Oh, the cadence yeah. on that was really good, too, man. Well,
1: well, awesome.
3: <laughs> so
0: that's Flair. I like how Flair, you know, Perfect and Heenan are complaining so much about the tights. Flair kind of accepts it. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'll see you next time. I, I like. Right. I love that about him. Yes. Like, he's not, like, too upset about it. He's the least upset of the three.
2: Yeah, they, he knows uh, he can
0: get him back, and he knows he got like rolled up, like real sleazy, like.
2: Yeah, Flair says he, he got lucky this one time, but it won't last. Claiming the love of that Jezebel, Jeze-
0: <laughs> I wonder if it's I mean, the first use of Jezebel on WFTV. We know it'll be, be like w- way overused later on with uh, regard to Deborah. Uh, yeah, good, but...
3: <laughs> just like his old lady, a cheater. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's well,
1: in
2: the yeah, background in tears. Heenan oh, is like sobbing almost in the background by that payphone.
3: <laughs> he he throws his jacket and then Heenan's got his head up against his like he's got a towel. He puts the towel on the wall and he's got his head up against the lockers in the background. It's it Again, th- like Jim said, he's the, Flair is the least upset out of the three here. Yeah, the two are just going and that, and that works shit.
0: so well too because Flair is electric. He is so good here, as good as he is in the match, as good as he is before this, and all the lead up to us. This post match promo is insane with the blood, the sweat, yeah. everything. He he is he's the best. Like I'm, you know, you you watch him sometimes, And you are like, oh, this guy is the best of all time, right? Like
1: captivating. From yeah. yeah. like quiet whispers to like yeah, he's, he's shouting. So yeah, um, yeah.
0: yeah. The look, yeah. everything about him is just it's pro wrestling.
2: Perfect calls Flair the greatest WWF champion of all time. They replay the finish. Savage clearly holding the tights. And Flair says he's going to beat him and beat him bad. I'm going to tee this one up for you, Matt. What's he tell Elizabeth?
3: Do I do the long version or the short version? <laughs> give, the long version. give me the long. Ah, let's do it. Let's, let's hear some flair from this promo. Well,
1: the way it stands right now, there is a new champion let's in the WWF. Right now, we regroup
0: together. Where I go, perfect goes. It's all monitored by Eden. And like I said before, Savage, might not be tomorrow, it might be the day after. But I'm going to beat you. And I'm gonna beat you bad. And every time I see that old lady, I'm gonna kiss her on those moist, wet
2: lips. Every <laughs> time I see that old lady, I'm like, <laughs> no, that's like the best part about it. Like I think,
3: I think that drop is gonna remain for a very long time on no, our moist, little, uh, wet lips. little soundboard here. I have a shorter version. I'll just put it. And in Every there. time I see the old lady, I'm gonna kiss her on those moist, wet lips.
1: I'm a kisser. I
2: love I'm I'm The most underrated part of this entire promo, I don't know if any of you caught this. Right after he delivers that line, Heenan throws a towel at the wall, and the payphone almost falls off <laughs> yes. the goddamn wall. It goes, like, completely sideways. Wait, is that, it's actually a real payphone?
0: It's not, like, painted on the... the... No. Yeah, no, it's a physical
2: thing, but it, like, it goes completely, like, from its normal position and then, like, tilts almost to, like, 3 o'clock. Amazing. It's, like, it's, it's a real...
3: It's a real payphone, but it's on one screw. Just think screw yes. screwing one <laughs> yes. thing in the wall, yes. and like you would hang a picture in your living room. Like you could just push it to the side, and the whole thing becomes yeah. cockeyed. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Yes. yes. Quick
0: <laughs> Quick question before we move on. Um, just a, um, do you think that Flair had this promo in his head before the match, or this is like all improv? Because think oh. about he's go. He has to do the thing before the match. He has the match itself, which can imagine how taxing that is and then he goes into this immediately yeah. immediately after bloody everything like it's it's incredible so like bravo i don't know yeah he must have a little bit in his head has to have... yeah he's just so good yeah he
2: really that's it. Maybe he's just so good and and <laughs> i swearing. almost wonder if like vince and and company let him do this because they realized that like what they had and like they had a guy yeah. who could pull this kind of thing off yeah promo before match promo after like yeah, it's like,
0: well, well, it's like this: or we give uh, Tatanka
2: five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. They, they made the right. Macho, get back here! We need some. We need a promo out of you now. Uh, so, Mean jeans backstage in the the, the face area. But this is
1: the Macho man we're talking about.
2: Yes, yes, he looks. the best, too. He's also jacked up. Uh, Mean Gene's talking to Macho with Elizabeth and the world title. He's still selling that knee injury, and uh, Savage basically says he could prove uh, that he could do, and and he would win that title. Uh, Mean Gene asks Elizabeth if she feels vindicated, and, and Savage at this point gives Liz the title, saying it's for her went on a rant saying that his fist is for flair. Um, I want the whole flair package. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. No one's perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want, yeah, I want more
1: Nick Macho. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. There, this is <laughs> what makes you tip. This, yeah. you this <laughs> is what makes you tick. This <laughs> is what makes you tick. I do love
0: that uh, Gene asks Liz a question. Macho basically takes over the entire thing. It's kind of the relationship yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. he rips his shirt off. He goes full oh, yeah. again
2: oh man wrestling with a shirt on and then rips it off he didn't wrestle with a shirt on at 7 right no he had the same deal with right. the shirt thing yeah he wrestled he, with the shirt on in that match oh, I'm at sorry seven? No, he, uh, no he I think
0: he has it off it looked, I he, think so too he comes down with something like it on
2: yeah yeah, yeah. oh I gotta go back and watch I know I'm so
1: alright can be cooler wait macho he goes he does a really good fast line here too guess you couldn't make me any manner than I was before I went into the ring, but somehow, you did it! <laughs> <laughs> Milan's
2: eyes look like they're bulging out of his oh, head throughout he's, this he's, whole promo. Another he
0: guy who's got him. electricity running through his veins. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. But imagine, these guys are jacked up, right? And you throw them oh. right back in there. It's a world Listen,
2: we, we used to, like, when I wrestled in high school, we used to have a kid on the wrestling team who was in our grade, I'll tell you who, after. He would cry after every match because of the amount of adrenaline running through his veins. That's oh, like man. the
0: classic fight thing, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not crying, I'm not crying. Right,
2: right. 100%. Uh, cans and so, Cooler, is anybody going to give this? Wait, you got something, Matt? I don't even care. I don't even care if any of you give this lower than (laughs) 5 cans in the cooler
0: is anybody going to
2: really 4.5
0: I can't give it higher than my Brett Piper match I gave it 4.75
2: oh see I gave that 5 so I'm the generous guy
0: you know what I think though you're not wrong because with the promos considered too sometimes I forget like yeah promos and like
3: front and back promos from these two
0: that's yeah, oh, incredible.
3: Yeah. yeah. The the promos, you just got me to up it to a four and a half. Meltzer whoa, gave it whoa, four. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Up it to a four and a half. Yeah,
3: I had it at four earlier. What? And it's it's better than that. It's totally better than that. I mean, I always sit here and I like start talking about the match with two Jabronis, and I feel like, all right, this was either really worse than I thought, or really better than I thought, and this one was pretty much better than I thought. Yeah. This is four and a half, and Meltzer gave it four and a quarter. Because he's a dick.
0: Well, it suffers... <laughs> from, um, not to cut you off, Mikey, but this suffers from not being the last match on the card. If it's yeah. the last match on the card, yeah. people think about it totally differently. Oh, yeah. And I want to hear Mike's ring.
1: Yeah. I think I might have given it five stars if it was maybe the last match on the card. Uh, I think it goes maybe a little bit slightly long as far as the match goes, but... Uh, okay. Uh, I'm I going like to give the it f- work rate, though. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. I give it 4.75.
2: Okay. So here's my questions. I have a few questions about this match. All right. We, we've already kind of covered. Uh, it, it's hard to pick. I put it in my Instagram poll today, this morning, and I got a ton of votes asking if people liked Macho versus Flair or if they preferred uh, Piper versus Brett. And I was kind of surprised. I got a bunch of mes- messages from people saying uh, how it's hard to pick but 65% people went with Brett versus Piper over Macho Flair. That's, That's what he was you kind call, of surprised
0: That was a presidential election. That's a landslide victory. No offense. No, oh, very much
2: so. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. So my, my main question is that I've had for you guys for weeks since I watched this, like two weeks ago, does this match even need the title? Like no, I... what? The, the title is like second fiddle. Like it, it it's totally unnecessary in this feud. It's, got, it's, it's a got blood a, feud.
0: Yeah, it's got a great story. You almost forget the titles involved and the way the whole shenanigans of I the say
1: WF yes. at this time. All right, so I,
3: Go on. Man, this is I th- really good. I
1: think it does need it because otherwise, where is it, else is it going to go? On Hogan? Uh, no, so ignore that. Well, don't yeah, t- don't yeah. worry
2: about
0: the, where the title Don't worry about uh, where
2: it's going to go. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't think it needs the I, title.
0: This is a blood feud. Like it
3: makes macho it even is more intense, to... though.
1: Okay, it's, it's I, for or, the title. It's that Flair needs it. You know. I, yes, yeah.
3: that's exactly where I was going. I was about to say I agree with Mike on this one because it makes it that much more important. And yes. Flair, Flair, like especially you know, think about he he coming off the Royal Rumble right? That's, that's where this all came down. The, the title that, that performance, everything there just, yeah, this is the, it brings it up another notch and sure. Yeah. Liz is the real like chip here. That's the real thing that they're fighting. And it's over. all been but, building since flair has gotten there. Right. Right. And it, it, it to, to me, it takes it to another level and just seeing flair in the promos in, in, in front of the match and then seeing macho with the title after the match. It And you're right. it, it him handing it to Liz, like almost dismisses the title and dismisses her at the same time of like, yeah, it's not about this anymore. It's about this. And it takes the, the feud to a whole nother level.
0: It's interesting. Macho man though is, has been doing this fighting for Liz's honor. For yeah. what, like half a year because he's doing it with Jake the Snake in his prior, you know, program. Yeah, it's 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 it. But I I think Nick's right. I don't think it needs the title. Honestly, I, mean, I don't know. Well, I think, think it I later. think it, and you could have kept it in the same exact spot in the card. That's for sure. It doesn't yeah. need
2: it, but
1: it benefits from it. Sure. But okay, yeah, but yeah. I
2: think and 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 we'll get to it later. But my follow up question to keep in the back of your mind: Don't answer now. Would the title have aided and helped? Hogan and Sid if it was involved in that match in some capacity. Hold, hold on to that. Just just sit tight, alright? We're going <laughs> to yeah. get there at the end. I'm going to pop that question again. So, the Extra Cooler Show and What's in the Cooler is brought to you by Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop Brewing is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and Super Soft. I- I'm not going to say be on the lookout for more coming from the Extra Cooler Show and our favorite brewery, Sloop. Uh, there's nothing um, better to announce then we are going to be involved in something on Saturday of WrestleMania on April 1st at the brewery at the factory. Um, We will be ironing out some specifics and dropping that info hopefully later this week. Um, But we're really excited uh, to to have a table and hang out at Sloop all day on Saturday, the 1st of April
1: for a little pre-show
2: action. So if you're in the area, you know, make sure you stop by and say hello.
3: come hang Uh, out come grab some beers grab a flight tell me what you think give us your own little uh what's in the cooler as you're as you're there i want to hear all about it and uh yeah come hang out we're gonna try to yeah yeah come come we're gonna have we're gonna have
2: the best part about it is we're gonna have some giveaways and be a part of giveaways including some sloop stuff um and on top of it i'm gonna be bringing my pick'em card and anybody that stops by a table is more than welcome to fill out their pick'em card and drop it in for some giveaways uh yeah, some fun Dude, stuff on a, the horizon.
0: I won't sure. be there, but I would love to Venmo anyone $25 if they send me a photo or they post a photo and tag me in it of uh, Mikey Workrate in a sharpshooter. You put him in a sharpshooter, <laughs> I'll send you 25 bucks. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm gonna make Mikey Workrate a shirt with your Venmo like QR code on the front. Yes. yes. Oh, no, on the back. On the back, better yet. It's tough to
3: get that submission of sharpshooter though. Watch
2: out. He's a squirmy you're little right. bastard. A
3: squirmy little. One. It, it can't be on the back because then you're in trouble. If it's on the back, because then Mikey Workrate has flipped over the figure four, and now the pressure is on you, baby.
2: Oh, I was thinking your buddy could take a picture of it. so uh, i i said it last week uh i i bought this because of my ftr design but i also bought it because of its name i am drinking tequila ocho uh by single estate and my my pro tip and it's funny i was talking with dax harwood about this um if you could find a tequila that is additive free that's the way to go that's my my knowledge and my education on tequila. what are the additives? So, so the Just, additives are – alo- tequilas are allowed to add a certain percentage of additive, and basically that's the sweet shit, and that's what uh, gives you the hangover. So if you can find oh. an additive-free tequila, you are less likely to have a hangover the next mm-hmm. morning from it. So I feel it, less hungover when I drink tequila.
0: Is clear better?
2: Yes, it's clear, and the color okay. is clear, but – Get it while you can, man. There's an agave shortage. What about shortage the worm? You
1: guys talking about right the worm now. with uh, Dax? Shortage. What's oh, the. DAX? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. You talk about the right? worm with DAX?
2: No, I'm not talking about that.
1: you talk to <laughs> DAX, Dax ke-
2: about tequila with the worm? <laughs> no. Who the hell drinks that? Like, you're not in college. <laughs> like Nobody drinks tequila with the worm unless you're, like, 19 years old <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> on a summer yeah, vacation. The and, do they even still
2: do that? <laughs> I don't know. Well,. What was In the deal? Countries. Like you supposedly trip if you you have the you eat the worm, you chew
3: the worm. We did that. It didn't work. I almost threw up. No,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Mikey Workrate successfully turned a humble brag into uh, combative words <laughs> towards himself. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up next? Who's got something? I'll, something I'll good.
0: Go. I, I've got a new one here. It's a uh, Prison City Brewing. That's the name of the brewery it's haze on it's a hazy ipa 6.1 so these guys are out of auburn new york which is kind of between where we are somewhat um but this is a big up-and-coming brewery so like i bet you guys end up seeing this uh by you now, uh soon because in wagmans there's the other half cooler there's the sloop cooler, and then there's the now prison city cooler, and then there's everybody else all jumbled together. Huh. So keep an eye out for uh for these guys. Right. It's delicious, and they're like they're coming on strong, and everything I've had is delicious. So highly recommend. I awesome. like it. Prison city brewing.
3: I'm in. In preparation for our little uh sloop a gathering, as I will tag it. I don't know if that's gonna be my yes. name or not. It's not my, uh, it's that's not my art. That's what I'm naming it. Well, I have no green, I am, or no green oh, beer, yeah. pardon me, part of their uh, their no series, if you will, every holiday they uh, throw one out. So this one's got your leprechaun and the rainbow and the shamrocks, and it says the only green things added are hops. For 100% IPA pleasure, baby. Cheers, fellas. Come see us on April 1st.
1: Cheers, baby. I got, my beer comes from Maine with love. It's nineteen point two fluid ounce, Allegash, white. I chose it. Love it. it. <laughs> yeah, I was in the mood for one of these, and makes uh, a big. It Allagash goes. They go guy. down. No? Yeah, they go down easy. Yes. And it's tasty also. So, um, it's a good summer type beer. Spring summer, um. But anyways, I chose it because, Flair had an Allegash in his head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe may the worst dad joke
1: I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> seriously.
2: That's one of my favorite
3: you-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Easily one of my favorite beers to get when, when we go out to like a a brunch. That's good mm-hmm. good a, good brunch beer. How hey,
0: eh? I, I have a you question. Know? Since I won't be at the Sloop thing, can you guys bring an iPad and like attach it to a robot or a vacuum or something? Oh, that's let it, a fantastic! Like idea. a Roomba and like <laughs> let me wheel around yeah. the room, calling people Jezebels or. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do stew promos
1: on people. <laughs> I'll hit on people. We, at a zoo. We're gonna have to hey. call. They, I absolutely love that idea. Would you Maybe like to do that with two? Students? You can get me in the sharpshooter with your <laughs> vacuum body.
3: I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to, maybe I'll bring a microphone too and we'll try to get some, uh, some things going. I don't know. We'll have some fun.
2: So, all right. (laughs) Now we come to another highlight of this card. Uh, we, we chose not to cover it. Wait, there's
0: another uh, highlight of this card?
2: Yeah. Oh, there's, we got highlights galore. This, this one we chose not to, um, to, to cover on our, uh, episode, uh, from Primetime Wrestling, excuse me. Uh, and it is the, the press conference that is going to announce Ric Flair's opponent at WrestleMania Eight um, from 1992. Hogan, they're they're all backstage. I, I don't even know where the hell this is. It's, it's blue. There's blue curtains everywhere, blue tablecloths everywhere. Small room. Uh, a very small room, right? You've got uh, one table to the left is The Undertaker, who looks like he's asleep. You've got Roddy Piper... <laughs> Uh, Next to Roddy Piper, for some reason, is Mean Gene. Then at the podium is Jack Tunney. To Jack Tunney's left, you've got Hulk Hogan, who's sitting there saying a prayer... Uh, Macho Man <laughs> is in full gear, and then you've got Sid in his like swish jumpsuit. You know yeah, the yeah. ones that like make the noise every movement you make. Whoosh, oh yeah, whoosh, 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 whoosh. like he's, so, um, like, he's, got, he's so about to scan
0: material. his yeah. He's about to scan his card at the
3: club. The club, the yeah, club easily fit club or, fit. Yeah. yeah. So, so what he's a roster <laughs> though
2: here. Oh seriously, it's incredible. He uh Tony announces how the uh, the the opponent for. Rick Flair at WrestleMania 8 will be none other and as he's saying this you see Sid he stands up and he's like yet e-, and he slams the table so hard this is bogus
3: bogus crumples so, paper just yeah.
1: crumples not rips
3: I, I have to say that we just we talked about it a little bit earlier, 2005, 2006 ish. I'm am starting to like infiltrate the uh, the crew that has been together since 1990, probably right, maybe even earlier. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I was like, all right, these guys are really cool. I'm enjoying ha- hanging out, but the the words that they chose to use in some instances really threw me off. And bogus was the number one, like the the, in this period of time, in in the mid 2000s. uh, Stems from this event right here. It's 100% this, and I didn't know it at the time, but I was like, they use bogus so frequently, and I don't feel like anybody else uses it. I like latched on immediately. I was like, bogus is like my new favorite word. So let's let's pay some tribute to uh, Sid Justice, Right now.
1: now what you did jack
0: Tunney, was bogus the most bogus act you've ever pulled off
2: i love it because it's peak sid like like man. like we've spoken <laughs> about these past few episodes like teeth clenched or, this is bogus <laughs> <laughs> bogus oh we love this press conference man oh, oh man. we've watched this so many times but then it also highlights the beauty of uh you know, him at Saturday night's main event, Flair and Taker versus Hogan and Sid with Brutus. Brutus suddenly pops up out of nowhere for like Hogan just being a dickhead and like, oh, I got to have my best buddy along with me. Um, and and this is what's where Sid,
0: what's his real name? Ed something, right? Yeah, Sullivan. Ed, yeah, bring Ed Sullivan. Get get, get Ed a job. He this is Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, oh yeah, oh yeah, Ed Sullivan. Yeah, <laughs>
2: son of a. So this is when um, he it's Saturday Night Main Event. Ed Leslie and Sid apologized for his frustrations. He's teamed up with Hogan. And he he jumps ship. The only reason I'm talking about this so long, and Jim, you might not even remember this, but the the day of this event, when it aired, or maybe the weekend before, we were in my little tiny bedroom, you, me, your brother, having a wrestling match. And this is when I sent Jim off the ropes. And instead of off the ropes, I probably sent him a little too hard. And he went right through my bedroom wall.
3: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, right through. So picture like third Ooh, grade dent. gym. I could see the dent
0: in my. Head. I could
2: I could see it so clearly because my dad refused to patch that hole up, and he was like, "You know what? Screw you! You're gonna put a poster over that, that thing an and have to po- Lawrence it."
0: Lawrence Taylor poster. Yep. Or Lawrence
2: <laughs> Taylor poster covered the 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 uh, the gyms imprint in my bedroom wall (laughs) so i was so i was grounded and i was not allowed ready my punishment was that i was not allowed to watch wrestling for a week so we i remember i think it
0: was three weeks yes you're right i'm sorry which was like oh my yeah
2: forever (laughs) leading up to WrestleMania eight so we went to my grandparents house with family around this time, for my grandfather's birthday, which was in February, and they had like a big three-story house, you know, they had eight kids, and my cousins and I went all the way to the top floor, where there was this little like 12-inch TV, and I can remember that night, that Saturday night, watching this main event, and being like infuriated that Sid jumped ship on Hogan, that's my story. No, that's uh, <laughs> I
0: I remember of course getting thrown into your wall and Lawrence Taylor and yeah. all that and the fear we <laughs> oh, felt God, yeah after you had Irish whipped me through your to the <laughs> drywall. <laughs> this was like, you know, when you was were it a your kid, back?
2: Yes, yeah, it was his back,
0: back yes, yeah, back directly. Picture you know, like a
2: like, turtle shell like going through oh, the wall. Man, like. yes, nice. exactly. yeah. I could see that I, I could see ahead. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: It's but yeah, this this Saturday night's main event though, I, I remember, and this was rare for our generation to get a Saturday night's main event.
2: Yes, too, right. This is what we one of the later ones. Before.
0: It's like one of two that they offer this year, and like there's barely any in the '90s, um, at least in '91 and '92. So, but and this was a huge event, and they really uh, set up the whole kind of you know WrestleMania program with this match. I mean, it's obviously in the red yeah, 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 yeah sitting in the red tights.
2: The whole the whole uh, like package is great too because after that it's got beefcake with Sid in the barbershop, shop which is another thing like this whole thing is something we watched so many times like in our probably like what high school days I would say <laughs> like and. Right? So, I'm I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to rearrange your face. And Sid goes ballistic. That's my favorite Sid clenched teeth line. I'm going
0: to (laughs) rearrange your face. Right? Because they were. I'm going to start doing that at work. I'm just going to start talking (laughs) to the patrons. Yeah, to the. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to get
2: that book. (laughs) 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 They, like, they, they play into. Uh, Beefcake and his accident and his boating accident, like, a lot, Uh, which is crazy because they do that during this WrestleMania and then leading up to WrestleMania Nine, which we covered last year, Um, but Sid destroys the barbershop, and honestly, the highlight, the best part of it is he hits, like, a a bottle of baby powder that explodes (laughs) all over his face, and he just comes out, he turns around, and you see him, he's like, you coward, you coward, and his face is covered in baby powder. I always... Or or shaving cream. I, I don't know. say.
3: I always thought no, it was shaving cream. I no, it's, it's powder. powder. It's, it's powder.
2: powder. Yeah,
0: it's absolutely powder. How about the poor barbershop, right? Yeah. Is this yeah. before or after Michael's? It's around the same time. I think, time. like,
2: yeah, like a month after. <laughs>
0: yeah. This place is just getting wrecked constantly. <laughs> yeah, and He's the window is, especially. is the last barbershop?
2: It might the the last be. barbershop?
0: Yeah. So you got to get the barbershop out of there. I would I love, love to like, the- figure that out.
2: I'm the sure the Bushwhackers work. were on it, but they're jobbers, so that doesn't count. Can you so, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, can yeah. you name
0: another guest that was on the barbershop? I would love to see, like... Besides those a, three? Jeanette, nice, Sean, and... Yeah. Someone had a nice conversation with Ed <laughs> Leslie one time. <laughs> I love Give him some, a haircut. Yeah, I gave him a haircut. Imagine actual haircut. I love then, the, the camera work, though. It shows, like, could have been barber, up, barber heads for the hills, right? Like, he, like, runs yeah. out of that place. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and he, he just sh-
0: destroys it. They show like the shears on the grounds, right? Like, like I feel like it's like an active Sid situation, like yeah. just going around smashing things, powder all over. It's it's Sid is I think Sid honestly carries this
2: pay per view aside from in the ring, but right. Then but then the 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 hits keep coming. You get a video package of Sid. Just destroying Jobbers oh. and Virgil, breaking Virgil's nose, the stretcher at ringside when he pushes call that 9-1-1. guy. <laughs> call oh, 911.
0: On, hold on. Just back up. Excuse me. Jobbers and Virgil? You're going to call <laughs> the Bushwreckers <or laughs> Jobbers? And you're gonna, then you're going to say in this, this is like, true. 10 breaths later, Jobbers Listen, and at, Virgil.
2: At one point, he wanted to sponsor this show with his game Meat Sauce Mafia. So this is I, true. I, I, I don't know that if I can get it. true. <laughs> so, anyway, the best part about that package is that it's Sid's music is playing over the whole thing. Um, oh, it's good music. Great, Na-na-na-na-na. great Na-na-na-na. entrance music. I actually think um, the best
0: part is when he um, dumps the dude on the stretcher, and then yes. dr- he slams him into the post. Yes! That, that looks like it hurts. Yes, little, like, oh, yeah. hey, the, the, Some of these jobber moves, like, they destroy these jobbers, and this is prime oh, example. Man. Go ahead. So, yeah.
3: this this was huge he like the jobber sells it like crazy oh too. yeah and there's kids in the front row that are just cowering back in fear they're like yeah. leaning forward <laughs> at first like yeah oh and they like back up really yeah. quickly like put their hands up behind their like side of their face but I'm going on record now and saying it was shaving cream not powder there's no doubt in my mind sorry wow I need to and get my point in. Housekeeping. it is shaving cream watch if him. he's Go wrong and watch it. if he's wrong Nick housekeeping you get to
0: put, you get to put him in the sharpshooter i in loop. All right, I'm in. I'm in. So Here's um, my handshake virtually. Can I say one more. <laughs> I just want to say one more thing about Sid. I think it's so interesting that we these highlights, especially the jobber matches, because how many matches do we actually get to see Sid in? He's in the Royal Rumble, right? For he's late in '92. You mean like yeah, before 90.
2: he goes full on Psycho Sid gimmick? Yeah, and that's that's he's years the ref later. Uh, yeah. an Hell yeah. match.
0: Yeah, that's fine. He's the ref. How many is, how many matches is he actually wrestling? He's in that Saturday Night Main
1: Event. He's in a, the all these jobber matches. Yeah, and yeah, obviously. and then this WrestleMania, and that's it. There's, that's pretty much it. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's
2: yeah. Pers- I don't even know for, if he has a feud after this. Does he go away? Yeah, he does. He's he gets gone. Fired. He right? Like, quit. Yeah.
0: He's like suspended for <clears> drugs, and then he quits instead
2: sad we'll talk more about him later um but d- if you could give collective if, if i could give collective cans in the cooler rating for these next three matches i don't think it would surpass one can total <laughs> um so <laughs> get another drink because uh these three are pretty bad next up we've got tatanka versus rick Martel. tatanka's tribe is in the middle of the ring as uh gorilla or heenan tells us i don't debut? know i'm starting to, i'm starting to blackout this is his debut
1: yes Pay per view yes. debut. No, pay per view. This is his what? actual debut. Wow, really? Yes.
2: Really? Yes. I did not know that.
0: I don't know why, Bob. I'm sorry. You,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rick Martel's backstage <laughs> with Sean Mooney, and he's making some pretty off color jokes. Uh, makes a joke about Tatanka still being outside scalping tickets. Um,
1: <laughs> I have some reservations about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's full racist uncle here. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah.
2: We've got Bobby Heenan finally rejoins the booth, and uh, Martell's music. Martell's music comes out. It sounds like like some like eighties sitcom movie, uh, uh, sitcom
3: theme the harp song at the
1: beginning. Yeah, uh, it
3: is so underrated in my book. I think <laughs> the so. smooth, the smooth jazz man, I'm feeling it, and he comes out it's with like a the yes, Dynasty I am a model button.
2: I love like, it. It's really the good. It's a really giant button.
0: Good. It's not just a button. It's a giant a, it's, oversized. It's gotta be a button. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. What a bizarre yes. gimmick. I, I, the the they need to bring that though. back. Yeah. Put they could have done on, more. Uh, with put this it character. on Otis. We were talking about this before we hit recording, probably before you got here, Matt. Like his he lingers around for a really long time. Like a really long time. <laughs> it's
0: because he does such great heel work. He's yeah. such a good heel. The only I'm way to, make to be on his... that Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, the only way to make this heel spot better is if you have, like, Kenny G doing his smooth jazz, <laughs> like, <laughs> live there. Oh, like, man. The what crowd a would hated that. that, right? Like, in, in those days, like, now people are like, oh, yeah. Kenny G was kind of good. But back then, people are like, oh, jazz. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: You know, I'm disappointed, as I've got this on in the background, I'm disappointed that I didn't... Mike was 100% right about the debut, because this is Tatanka in pants, and Tatanka mm-hmm. in pants does not last very long. Um oh. So, those were actually anyway, pretty cool those white pants. Yeah, should have kept them.
3: I don't know, a little ever... triangle over the crotch and the like thong in the back. It's a yeah, no, yeah, kind it's of where Oscar cool. got her ring gear from. Ah, all
2: right, maybe. <laughs> crowd does, couldn't give two shits about this match. Uh, at one point, Gorilla calls Martel, model Ric Flair. That's how much he cares about this oh, match. I don't know if you pick up on that. <laughs>
1: it's pretty. Um, uh, it, you ever pretty say bad. hello to Tatanka? The end. I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: I haven't been this excited when I when this came on when I was watching for this homework. I hadn't been this excited to watch a WrestleMania match since um, Texas Tornado versus Dino Bravo. <laughs> he
3: loved
0: Dino you love Dino know, Bravo though, so well, I don't you know, know I'm serious. I, or... I wish I could forget <laughs> it happened though. Like, yeah, no, I do
3: love Dino Bravo. I it just when then gets back to the table or the booth or whatever you want to call it, and and Monsoon is just pushing him and pushing him and pushing him, and finally goes over the limit, and he's like, "Come on, put him up." the brain has really lost it (laughs) it like the the level of
1: intensity again from bobby heenan is the absolute best
2: mike get in the get in the heenan
1: spot all right heenan goes you ever say hello to tatanka you do it properly you go hey how are you hey how are (laughs) you (laughs) I mean, <laughs> anyway, Martell, the, you stop again. <laughs> Martel throws Tatanka
2: off the rope, ducks a punch, lands a crossbody body on on the return, and uh, Tatanka rolls him up and rolls out of it and pins Martell one two three. Uh, cans in the cooler. I've cracked the can. I've taken a skip uh, sip. It's skunky. I'm not finishing it. Let's move on <laughs> to the next match,
3: please. awful. <laughs> <thoughtful>. Meltzer <laughs> gave it 1.25 and bullshit. Heenan goes, is he dancing or does he have a tack in his shoe? <laughs> oh,
0: i give it a 1.5. Only because the annou- the announcers couldn't give two shits about the match. Yeah. So they
3: don't help it at all. There's Cleveland Indian jokes the in there. And- yeah. 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 I don't know. I gave it a 1. Yeah. The model is entertaining. The model entertaining. Star. You're being it's... generous,
2: all of you. At least a four four-minute four match. Yeah, yeah that's, the, might the, the, that's third best the peak. It might be the third best match in the card. <laughs> no, in the second half, you mean?
0: Well, no, in the card, it's in contention. Over,
2: over Michaels and Tito.
0: I'm saying it's in the conversation.
2: No, get out! Will you be serious? What is else it is better there? than the
3: LOD promo?
2: No, I would watch
3: this over the LOD promo. Yes,
2: <laughs> buckle up! Buckle up! We got an uh, eight and a half minute match on tap right now. But first, we've got Sean <laughs> no, Mooney no, in the heel locker that. room with uh, Money Inc. and Jimmy Hart, and I, I don't even want to know what they're talking about. Um
0: it's a lot of puns. A lot of puns.
2: Yeah, just it's 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 not good.
0: My, it's si- <laughs> Mooney makes starts with a pun about making a sizable
2: withdrawal. Oh, yeah, God. God. it's off to it's downhill yeah.
0: from there. It's next commentary, <laughs> nobody cares.
2: Cuts the mean, but that's perfect heel work, if you ask me.
0: Yes, um, I, I don't know. They're just like laughing and being dicks. I don't, mean,
2: mean jeans with the natural disasters, and uh, you know what? I've got a real goddamn problem with this. Who thought booking these two fat bastards <laughs> as faces was a good idea?
1: Otman is one of our <laughs> listeners, bro.
2: <laughs> He's got the most interesting, like, so, okay, so in this promo with Mean Gene, all you see is his profile, and dude has the weirdest mullet ever like it it's got the the caesar cut and then bangs and and then he's got a mullet on the back it's disgusting (laughs) oh it's amazing they're bouncing around they're bouncing yeah. around screaming about audits and slapping each other. It's it's
0: gross. <laughs> they're they've, they're freshly turned faces at this point. So they're not like smiling jackasses quite yet, Like, which is my least favorite natural disasters. They're still kind of mean. Yes. But I still can't help it when they're little outfits. They're weird outfits. Little outfits. <laughs> egg, <laughs> they're, they're egg-accentuating out. They look like eggs, I always think. Yes. But I always Humpty Dumpty like, Adjace. Yeah, Humpty Dumpty Ajace. Very but much. Can, can you imagine like John Tenta Earthquake? Doing normal things like imagine him not wrestling, like walking a dog or shitting. Shitting, <laughs> Jesus! <What>
1: the hell, <laughs> Good Lord! I was think he say... fits on one toilet. Yeah, he needs like a bathtub or something. he's what is happening. His ass is not that big. So not yokeless, Yoko. Right? might maybe needed Stop! Maybe so. I'll go a I was gonna say I was gonna say getting groceries or procreating, but he was like,
3: procreating
1: Hey, Tenta is uh pretty nimble for a four hundred pound guy. Oh, no,
3: Tenta is awesome. I, I don't mean a dog I'm so So, is they are announced to have a combined weight of 852 pounds.
2: We thought this was like a big deal when they first debuted as a team. Like me, Jim, and Ryan, were like, "Oh man, these guys You're are really, huge! I can't wait to said, find out what it yeah. is." Can't they wait always to said, like, "Too
0: close to a ton." And see what the combined weight is, and they were like, oh, 800 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> we could have done the math, probably.
2: The highlight of this match is Jimmy Hart's uh, suit from top to bottom, in my opinion.
1: Oh. No, I the highlight was... is the sign. Natural disasters rule. Yes. Of course. Yes. With so, Hillary Clinton. So, <clears throat> so
3: for me, it was the highlight was the kid with the uh, glorious mullet flashing about ten one dollar bills out yeah. like he's. <laughs> yes. uh, like, oh, he's yes. like he's. All right. Te- uh,
2: <laughs> so we went. We, hey,
0: hey, hey, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, Hogan was friends with the tugboat, right? Fred Atman, you know that? <laughs> He yes. called him. he called him the Tugger. <laughs> he's, grown, he's a grown man calling his friend the Tugger. I tell you, though,
3: <laughs> if you
0: went to, uh, you know, we take the boys to Dunder Bay sometimes. And if, you know, um, uh, I don't know if I should say this story <laughs> out there, yeah, but it has to
3: do with Tuggers, but, you know let's just
0: move on here
3: hey Stu are Good you idea. available on April 1st if <laughs> yeah. we were to give you a, a, a call would you like uh, would you talk to us and some of our fans that are going to come <laughs> and uh, meet us at Sloop Brewery in, in New York if, can I bring some uh, bologna sandwiches oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. only just one, just slice one slice of bologna slice. please I'll hand, I'll hand them out to the fans sounds like an idea
2: so the lady, as Michael alluded to earlier, there's two ladies in the crowd. They're very like early '90s look to them. And uh, Heenan says, "You be doing this card bo." <laughs> two women holding a <laughs> tiny sign on like eight and a half by eleven paper, and it says, "Natural disasters rule." And the best part about this was, I posted this to my Instagram story. Uh, probably about a week ago, and I had two people, Seth from the chick Foley show and Ted Wrestling for Sale, both separately reached out to me and were like, holy shit, I think that's the same woman from <laughs> WrestleMania 7. Sure <laughs> enough, it is the the infamous crying lady from when Liz and Macho Man reunite, uh, Wild. Oh, yeah.
3: Unreal.
1: So I good. would love to interview her. we got to get her <laughs> on the show. Is <laughs>
0: she's
1: that's, still alive. We Said should speak out people like that. hey, yeah, if
0: seeking the lady with the natural disasters role sign, who is also at WrestleMania seven.
2: Come so on the, show. The, uh, uh, the the uh, we're not going to even talk about much in the match. Earthquake starts the tremors, but DiBiase and Hart pull Irwin out of the ring. They grab the tag titles, walk away, and they win or they lose via count out. It's it's glorious.
1: It's amazing. Tyson gets sent outside. Looks like a big red Hindenburg. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Literally, the highlights of this match are the commentary, the crowd, and the fact that it's over.
1: There's a double <laughs> clothesline, and Bobby goes, has the big guy fallen asleep?
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cans in the Cooler, I'm the same as last time, I'm maybe took
1: two sips, this is... This zero i'm just pouring me. my beer in the toilet for this one <laughs> because <laughs> the it toilet. ends on a count out this yeah. i think this is what the- makes the the refs you know not you know with the natural if the money ink does not get back to, to yeah. the ring yeah yeah you know they like, will lose the match but they will also lose the title yes it definitely jump starts that from this match yeah
3: it's that classic 80 late 80s early 90s tag team formula right good guys are going well bad guys take powder then bad guys get the upper hand by cheating or in this instance they the good guys make a mistake and then the good guys come back and they win it and it's over and in this instance it was a you know walking out on the on the match and yeah it was that 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 gave me some kind of nostalgia there of like the the bad guy tag team tag team champions walking out of the match yeah, with to retain it. their titles. Yeah. yeah, like fired you up as a kid. But for here, it was it was all right. But yeah, no rating. Meltzer gave it negative two stars. In That's my opinion, good. this is the
2: worst match on the card. Worst. Wow. The, my, it's my least favorite.
3: Worse yeah. than the eight eight man. Uh,
2: yes, yes, I think it's worse 100% than the eight man because at least that has like good promo stuff beforehand. Mm.
0: I don't know though. I found myself daydreaming in this. I found myself thinking about, like, what did you think John Tenta looked like as a child? (laughs) 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 He has has a face
3: only a mother could love.
0: (laughs) God rest his soul.
3: Yes, God rest. Let's keep Jim happy and let's get to his favorite match on the card.
2: Yes, Yes, please. I'm not going to even talk about the beefcake. So before that, you get a beefcake promo and talks about <laughs> a bad boating terrible. accident almost ending his career. But it's it's total filler He's, at this point. Gene, Gene goes,
0: Brutus, you have seen it all. You got kind of <laughs> a bad boat accident. Is that seeing it all.
2: <laughs> we got I mean, different opinions on seeing it all, mean mean yeah, Gene. Yeah, I'd, I'd
0: like to see like you know the pyramids and the Sphinx and the Great Wall of China. beefcake get his face mangled in a phoning accident so
3: for me this is their chance to sell that this is going to be hogan's last match they're like making a huge deal about it with his quote-unquote best friend brutus the barber beefcake and the Uh, number one he's the number one hulkamaniac he's uh, all right
2: of course brother. Anyway, moving right along. We've got Owen Hart versus Skinner. Skinner's already in the ring. Poor bastard. Doesn't even get a <laughs> music at WrestleMania. Uh, o- Owen comes just, down in crickets his...
1: crickets anyway. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Owen- <laughs> hey! There's some background
2: noise. <laughs> Owen, gets- Owen comes down in his green and purple high energy gear, does a moonsault off the top to enter the ring, lands on his feet, and Skinner spits tobacco right in his face. Jesus
0: Christ. Skinner Skinner had this one in the bag. Was too cocky. He, was, yeah. he got too cocky at WrestleMania. It's a big stage. Skinner thought what was up was up, and it didn't turn out well. No Bell
2: rings. Owen's covered in tobacco. Skinner goes to throw (laughs) Owen out of the ring. Owen skins the cat, rolls up Skinner for the three count. One, two, three. The rocket, Owen Hart, is victorious. Drop kicks Skinner out of the ring for good measure. One minute and 36 (laughs) seconds. This is like, all right, get these guys out. Imagine. Can you imagine who decided, like, all right, I've got... Owen and Skinner at (laughs) WrestleMania 8 or Bulldog and Berserker, and like they go with Owen, like, wow. Wild.
3: I don't know. I I give this three cans. Three cans (laughs) in the cooler. Three tobacco cans in the cooler?
0: I was going to say, yeah, I should have brought my spittoon. I have it still, much to my wife's chagrin. (laughs) She's like, do you you still need this can? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, for the show. It's just sitting on like (laughs) the Jim, I, I think want to... I let you
3: I, <laughs> yeah. I think I let you down a little bit because they uh, at one point I don't remember if it's Gorilla, I didn't write it in my notes. I don't know if it's Gorilla or if it's Heenan, but they announced really with passion. Skinner the alligator man <laughs> And I I meant to pull the I meant to pull the clip and I
0: didn't, so I apologize. No, it's okay. At least Skinner has as many WrestleMania matches as Tugboat, whose only matches at this one as well. Really? I think
2: so. Right? They don't have a Tug- match at ten? No, they're they're gone? gone. Earthquake Bastard versus Atom Bomb. Oh, er, right. I I remembered one of them. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I, would, I give this a
0: 4.25. I would have given it a 5 if Skinner wins. He should have gone over. All right, here's my favorite question,
2: though. <laughs> How old is Skinner here? Skinner, <laughs> dude, should be at least 47. But he's not. Yeah, I was going to say he's late 34. 30s. 34. He is 42. Oh. Ooh. All right. Mm.
0: Skinner's got moves, though. like You see it in a the minute there. Yeah. We've now sc- covered two Skinner matches, which I believe <laughs> is one more match than we've covered Stone Cold Steve Austin. matches.
2: <laughs> I believe you're right. I'm still waiting for Chris Hero to uh, hit we, me up we, because we, he he wants to get that Skinner shirt I made you in Skinner's hands, so uh, we're going to make it happen.
0: We need the official tally. Skinner Skinner matches covered. I, think yeah, we, I know covered Jim, Jim was one.
1: psyched about it being one of one, but if if it was one of two, and the two was Skinner himself. That's yes. not bad.
3: Yeah, I'll, I will go. I will <laughs> die a happy man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, rated, Meltzer rated this as dud. D u d. What does that mean? Zero. <laughs> I guess um, so. Less like, than maybe. Less I don't than, know. Yeah. The but he gave the a negative stars. two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. two, two then.
1: Twos. Yeah. Worse than a dud. All
2: right. So we go to the locker room. We've got Mean Gene with Sid, which is interesting, right? And uh mean Gene before he can even get started, right? Where 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 we got that clip? Shut up Oh. Then we only got part of it.
0: Shut <laughs> up, you fat bald headed little wolf!
2: It's so good. It is so <laughs> good. Um you, you bald
0: headed loaf <laughs> Poor Mean Gene, he's not like a fat guy either, you know, that's,
3: that's, that's just unnecessary.
2: <laughs> and, yeah. and and all because Mean Gene said it was going to be a barn
3: burner of a match. Why is Mean Gene in the heel locker room? <laughs> I, this that's is what... the only instance of the entire night <laughs> yeah. that you have Mean Gene interviewing a bad guy. I'll like tell you why. That's Mooney's Sean deal. Mooney was nah. every other one.
2: Yeah, because Mean Gene is a main eventer. Sean Mooney is a mid-card kind of guy. That guy is not main event material
3: all right that's wow. my
2: thoughts right. yeah i think you're right
1: mooney's gonna cry himself to sleep if he listens to that that's and there <laughs> was no hogan interview so
0: yeah that's that's the big mystery is where's hogan how come he's not giving a a live promo at right now mania supposedly his last one
2: they highlight the interview from hogan with vince uh backstage You know what's, like, crazy? Vince, outside of the intro, is, like, not involved in this at all. Like, no commentary, nothing. Um, It's also around the steroid case, so that probably has something to do with it. Um, But Sid promising it's going to be Hogan's last match. I'm the master, and you are... Are but the learner, no.
3: um, <laughs> you know that that gave me a perfect segue to talk about something that it reminded me of. When you sit down and you have the Hogan and Vince uh, little like sidebar here, uh, for those Yankee fans out there, would would you remember the? a-rod press conference when oh he god yes. officially uh, uh admitted to using steroids and yes. i have like to call him a Rod yes. now but he comes out and he's like really sheepish and he sits down at the microphone and he's like i'm a little nervous and like that's that's exactly what i thought of so steroid yeah. trial off to a-rod and it was just like yep. hogan being really sheepish really like Ah, man, I don't. I, I just. I just won't know until I come out of the ring. Like Screw Vince you, is Hogan. thanking him for, on behalf oh, of all oh. your Hulkamaniacs, and I don't it's know. Let me go back to Sid, and I don't give a damn about the <laughs> memories of Hulkamania. Vince, I curse you, every Hulkamania. I curse you.
0: <laughs> oh, curse you.
3: Through,
0: I wasn't talking through my teeth. I'm sorry. You're right. He he is like a character for I don't know if you guys have seen this movie Troll Two. He acts like one of the townspeople. <laughs> I curse you. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right, <man. laughs>
2: and Whippleman doesn't say anything. By the way, we haven't even mentioned that Whippleman's there with his briefcase. But uh, it's a doctor's bag. <clears throat> they oh, yeah. They keep trying to yeah. push this as the second half of our double main event. Like I, I Hogan's yeah, the second such a half dick, of
3: it. Yeah. Such a
2: dickhead. Uh, so, Fink reluctantly introduces Dr. Harvey Whippleman to introduce us to Sid. Sid's Dr. music. Harvey slaps, Whippleman. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wh- Whippleman. Like, let's get this guy on the mic. Like, I don't get his gimmick. He, like, looks timid and then he turns into a real a hole. Uh, yeah, and the doctor thing, too. What, what, did they
0: ever explain know. that? What is he a doctor
2: of? It's like a vet or something. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he is. Um, but, I will say, say what you want about Hulk Hogan, but I love the way the camera cups up the entrance ramp to meet Hogan. It's like a very iconic um, clip of Hogan from this WrestleMania. And it's like, I feel like it's used in documentaries and everything about him and the timeline. Um, So after Hogan comes out, right, and his music's playing, Sid attacks Hogan as Hogan enters the ring he rips off the bandana Hogan fights back to knock Sid out of the ring and as a kid and even right now re-watching this I loved how Hogan's music just continued yes. to play <laughs> as Hogan knocked Sid off the apron countless times right he knocks him off Sid gets back up, tries to come back in the ring, knocks him off again. Happens like three or four times. Hogan's like, Jesus Christ, man, I just want to rip my shirt off and pose down here. Um, I love so, the
0: spot where like uh Sid sends him off the ropes too, and like Sid yes. gets down all the way. Like, come on. Big hey,
3: man. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're bigger that t- than Hogan. Does that later they, in the match too? It's like whips, They do it sir. twice. Yeah, they run the same spot twice. He he whips Hogan into the into the ropes, drop down, and Hogan like has this really dainty little hop over him, like this little just prance like over the top, and he stops really awkwardly, turns around, and big two punches, and Sid just falls out in between the middle of the ropes. But you know. Uh, <laughs> you talked about the bandana falling off sid picks up the bandana and i like was expecting him to like throw it in the crowd or just do something really vile and disgusting he just picks it up and he throws it straight down and, and it lands in the exact same spot <laughs> that it was in before that like nothing accomplished out of that throw buddy <laughs> it's just like him crumpling the papers instead of
2: ripping
0: them exactly.
2: kind of conference hogan it's like they're trying to like follow up what Macho and Flair did earlier. Like, they're trying to really make this out to be some sort of like blood feud. It starts um, hot. I mean, it, it does. Start hard. It really does. Hogan's got Sid, he's rattled Sid's cage, but after some back and forth, Sid like bides his time outside, comes back in, asks Hogan for a test of strength, oh, God. which is oh, like, God. oh, come on, Just man. go take a nap for 10 minutes. Yeah. And at the break end. End. up. It so, really is. Hogan shockingly, miraculously powers back up and they they're trying to recreate this vibe of like Hogan and Warrior. I felt yeah, like
3: I, I, I felt the same. But for me, I was like the timing of that test of strength was kind of wild because the crowd is at like a fever pitch, man. Like, yes, when Hogan rips his shirt off and Gorilla's yelling, Hulkamania is alive and well, the crowd is Loud, and not only are they loud, but like they do a like, this broad pan shot of the uh, of the crowd and. Just signs are waving back and forth. Like you see all the foam fingers and like Hokamania foam fingers like rolling back and forth. The whole crowd looks like it's moving, and there's so much energy and like enthusiasm in the crowd. And then we go into this test of strength. Yeah. And it's like brings it all back down. But you know, that was 80s, 90s wrestling, man. It was yeah, the, like bring it up, bring it down, that whole roller coaster ride. And man, it, it totally brought me down while I was watching it. And then like but...
2: <laughs> after that, like it Whippleman starts causing a distraction, allows Sid to drop Hogan with a choke slam, and then <laughs> instead of being a smart human being, one handed choke yeah, slam. Yeah, but but you would think like Sid would go and pin him at this point. Uh, but no, he chooses to pose for the camera and talk to the camera with with Harvey Whippleman in the corner. It
3: oh, it just we, makes no we, sense. Mike Mike sent me this clip. I've got it. What he yeah, said? Yeah, let's is- hear it.
1: But do it first. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do it
2: first. And they're like, Whippleman's (laughs) on the apron. Um, And then the worst part, it just keeps getting worse. Sid goes after Hogan's spine, like hitting him in the back over and over again. Dishes out some some punishment with the doctor bag. And then Sid, like as if it couldn't get any worse with the test of strength, Sid applies probably my least favorite move of all time. Yeah. the nerve pinch <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> somehow Jokos Hogan do this too. <laughs> somehow Hogan manages to fight his way out of the nerve pinch and uh, ends up running into a side slam and a power bomb and uh, he's a sick puppy he's wagging his, t- his tail is wagging <laughs> alright hold on here
1: he, does, he gets a side suplex here this is my I love this series of quotes by Bobby it's, it's, it's amazing <laughs> uh side oh gorilla says this actually side suplex well executed by the insane one, <laughs> and then Bobby goes, he's handling Hulk Hogan, the immortal one like a child <laughs> like a grown man would pick up a doll, <laughs> <laughs> and then sid uh Sid goat gives him the last rites yes goes, uh uh. uh Sorry, uh gorilla goes, Powerbomb perhaps? Oh no. And Bobby goes, Well that's gonna take the roof off this place. He just <laughs> gave him last rights. Oh he's a sick puppy. <laughs> and his tail's wagging. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the same
0: spot
3: we get the epic fish out of water? Hall of Fame oh, fish oh, out yeah. of water. Oh, my Hall my- of Easily fame. E- easily. So- he when when Hulk is hulking up and he's in the nerve hold, he like gives a fish out of water a jace as he's like flopping around. And he's doing his yeah. hulking up and like he gives one there, and then Sid hits the power bomb and it seems down, to go goes down
1: to his knees, it, protecting it Hogan,
3: like, brother. It seems like it goes in slow motion, but then Hogan gives the most epic Hall of Fame level Mount Rushmore of fish out of waters. Oh, yeah. it's amazing.
2: It's it's perfect. It's beautiful. Um, but I love it how, like, at that point, right, Sid finally decides to go for a cover. Hogan kicks out at, like, one and three quarters, and it's time for the Hulk up routine. Punches, takes him to turnbuckle to turnbuckle, big boot. Sid doesn't go down, so he body slams him, and it's the first time Sid has gone down. Uh, we get the leg drop to follow, and the ending of this match just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. It's a nightmare. It's, yeah. it, it, it's sid so Beyond then like up. so here's what i was wondering right the, i just referenced how sid goes to cover hulk and hulk kicks out before the two count comes down so was sid like pissed off that that happened like that he couldn't kick out and give him like two so uh at this point sid no sells the leg drop he kicks out before two um and i wonder if that's his way of saying f you to hogan
1: i don't somebody was supposed to DQ yeah, yeah so, I read right Rippleman, so
2: no so what Shango's happened or Papa Shango Yeah Yeah so Earl Hebner calls for the bell because Harvey Whippleman did what he entered the he gets, ring
1: he was also on an apron
2: Yeah and he and he got too. he got DQ'd Yeah so behind the I, scenes Papa Shango misses his cue for the run in and like by quite a while I don't know if he's
1: like back there getting high like <laughs> like he's doing these if, days If we ever get to interview him <laughs> that's I gotta ask him about WrestleMania. I'm surprised it's number out one there. question. I bet you that's
2: his number one question. He will not answer. Yeah, you're um, probably right. Fine. Even,
3: when, even when he comes out of the curtain, he like looks like he's like wide eyed and yeah. very thrown off. And it's because he's like starts walking and then he's like, oh shit, this ramp is super long. And then he starts running again. and He's like lumbering down the, uh, yeah. the aisleway there. And they talked about it on something to wrestle with too that. Yeah, Shango missed this spot and it's not even close. It's not like no. he didn't get there in time and it was just over like, a
1: minute yeah. after. Yeah.
3: It's
0: bad. <laughs> it's why like are he's they, taking why, a dump. Why are they <laughs> putting him in this spot to begin with? He's been a character for like 2 months at this point. Yeah. Bro, like it's, what why? Why? He has no relation to the Smash at all. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's no. the Carilla main says, Where is he event. going? Yeah, you know, yeah, right? exactly. yeah, exactly. That's everyone's reaction. Where is he going? What's especially the he
2: way here? he like? W- he walks down like he looks uncomfortable. Like <laughs> he looks like he has no clue where he's supposed to be. Um, he's dressed like
0: he's wrestling too. He doesn't have his his like full yes. hat on his hat or his cape. Yeah, his or yeah. There's
2: no smoke surrounding him, which would have been the wise thing to do. Dim the lights, something. Um, but, but, man, it's awful. They have Hogan tied up in the ropes as Sid goes for a chair on the outside. And then all of a sudden, Warriors music hits. And Heenan goes absolutely bonkers can't for help this.
1: him. He don't have a friend left.
0: cake. Where's that prick anyway?
2: Yeah, <laughs> what a friend, man! Can't even come out and help. <laughs> so Warrior takes out Shango with a with a clothesline outside the ring. Sid tries to destroy him with the chair, and Warrior's like tug, doing his classic tug on the ropes. Hogan and Warrior then celebrate as they've cleared the ring. One of the it's, best
1: clotheslines ever from it, it is. Warrior to Shango. Uh, it's yeah. just
0: Shango's just sitting there waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. It looks good. It
1: just looks good. Uh, it looks good. I'm with he's Jim like on this one.
0: he's got his arms there. It, for, and also it, it's not the Warrior, it's the Texas tornado, right? Or it's the <laughs> uh, it's Warrior too. <laughs> it's warrior this two, is yeah. the craziest
2: <laughs> part of this storyline is like this is before the internet and everybody was like that's a different warrior that's a totally a different warrior like he looked skinnier the yeah, yeah he mean, looked he looked smaller than he did at wrestlemania 7 or 6
3: steroids trial you talked about it earlier man like, yeah this is this is like hogan slimming down this is warrior slimming down
2: Warrior's is... nipples aren't popping
3: no you know what
0: that's it right there there's no yeah
2: yeah, there's no white heads to be popped
3: (laughs) (laughs) episode one get the full story
2: (laughs) but he looks but warrior looks a lot smaller than hogan when they're side by side um so hogan's music plays over and over again uh yeah, you know, Warrior looks like the donut. Like when you're in your car, you know, when you get a flat tire, that's like
0: that. This is Warrior. <laughs> donut so he's got Warrior. Bangs. Not donut. He's got Warrior. Donut Warrior.
2: <laughs> he, he's got bangs. Let's face it. No woman should cut themselves bangs, let alone a male uh, in wrestling at this point in time. He's got like a little bob cut and bangs.
0: I no that I have been, and I have bangs now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this of, uh, rockers, warrior. So they yeah. posed. Down for a, a, they have a pose down for a good like three minutes as Pyro eventually goes off. But Warrior can he did not study Hogan's pose down uh, tape because he cannot keep up with what Hogan's doing. Oh yeah, he has um, no clue. At, I was never a Warrior guy, but as a kid, I remember really enjoying this. I'm not gonna sure, lie, of course. And that's like this feels like a moment where they're like holding on to like the the kids the fans like fourth grade us third grade us like for us it's
0: our first big return in a yes. big spot right so yep. no matter what you yeah. oh even though it's like absolutely dog shit like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever
2: so man this whole like the whole card is kind of botched um I guess you want to give it. Let's give it cans and cooler, and then I've got some quick questions about the match this match the, card? the Give the match, uh, this match
1: in particular. All right, your, I'll your go. Your rating, go. Uh, I give it one and a half cans, uh, mainly because of the commentary. It earns all of the cans. Uh, the match itself does not earn anything all right yeah Jim. i'm
0: a i'm a one i have no desire ever to like go back and re-watch this match i you never really have like i i love the commentary don't get me wrong but it it's it's not gonna get me in the building to watch something you know what i mean no. I, as much as i love that kind of stuff I, it's just so bad and i don't like hogan and i kind of do love sid i love psycho sid and i, I think he's great the promos he like ca- like i said before he carries this but this match sucks. It, it sucks.
2: Like it's bad.
0: It's irredeemable. The ending is ab- abysmal. Like yeah. one is generous, I think. So
2: yeah, uh Warriors music is like the reason why I can get a rating. Uh, fourth yeah. grade me probably would have given this 3 cans in the cooler, but uh <laughs> 40-year-old Nick gives it a a dud and I agree with Meltzer. Uh this is just not good. i give it one can in the cooler. Like Mike said the commentary is the reason. Matt's gonna and give the it like five cans of just water. because of uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that's a highlight
0: yeah
3: I I wanna I wanna give two ratings to this okay my first rating if Shango knowing what we know now hindsight's twenty twenty right so knowing what we know now and Shango comes down and it finishes with an actual interference because even Gorilla I think explains that that he does uh, he
1: says it's. DQ by it's Papa DQ Shango. DQ because
3: of Papa Shango's interference, which happens after the bell rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't
2: so, even like, have music
1: play.
3: Yeah, there, there's nothing going on here. It's professionally, <laughs> sticking to the script. This is like a classic Hulk Hogan match, man. Like, there's shenanigans going on, there's all of this all about the crowd it's all about being able to enjoy the spectacle that is Hulk Hogan and if the the finish goes off as planned i give it a 3
0: oh I yeah i agree yeah.
3: but it didn't but it then didn't. like but not like think about and then now
0: let's put it in the context of what happens afterwards you could even nothing, give it thing. nothing nothing happens afterwards there's <laughs> you can no give it continuation of storylines here aside yeah. from Papachango and Ultimate
3: Warrior, which also fizzles out at mm-hmm. some point, right? Yeah, and it we've is. talked about that in the trilogy of terror, and we <laughs> we covered those three episodes, and we you know that was one thing that we covered, and it was like nothing happened. But what's enjoyable about a Hulk Hogan match? What I don't is know. enjoyable? Like, it, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah, the
2: only thing that can make a Hulk Hogan match worse is involving the Ultimate Warrior.
3: I, but uh, <laughs> all right, so now I'm gonna or Goldberg. I, you could even bring yeah. it to three and a half here in my eyes. Oh. Like, this was this was good. This was entertaining until you get to the botch, and then the botch is irredeemable, like you said. And you're sitting here, and I'm I'm gonna be top of this and say it was a Easily. two. Easily, a two. You have I, to. You you're on. You're you on. Have glue to, over there. I'm in 1992. <laughs> I'm not in 2023. 54. I'm in I'm in
2: 1992. Yeah. Oh man. You have to eliminate the the. The drawn out like uh test of strength and the nerve pinch. It's just I don't, know, just, I don't it, know.
3: It was I mean, a classic that's
0: the entire match. How do you it was yeah. it? <laughs> oh, so it was a no. No, I know, that's what I'm poke saying. You'd have
2: to to raise my ranking. And and I don't know. like like you said, the ending needs to go on the way it's supposed to go on, sure. where Papa yeah, Shango that, it, actually interferes. And that's right, why this that's was right.
1: all
3: this the was all move. hypothetical. This is all hypothetical. Let's
0: remove all the wrestling. You're right. Let's remove all the wrestling from it, and then it's a five-star match. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here...
3: my official my official vote if we're going to write it down in the books is a 2. Meltzer gave it a negative 2. Second time on the card he's given a match a negative 2. But for me this is a classic Hogan match. This is like all right, we didn't get a big boot leg drop. We got a a, a power slam and a leg drop, right? But even that he kicked out. It was it was bogus. It was the end, but like I don't know, man. Like everything leading up was all about crowd service. It was all about getting that that crowd environment that I talked about where it felt like the whole crowd was moving like that's the that's what the Hogan match is supposed to be and that's what they gave us
2: so here's where I go back to my previous question right and and this is what made me think of Macho and Flair not needing the title the title if it was somehow interjected into this storyline I think it would have helped I really do even,
0: even, even if it was Hogan's qualification
2: no but even if it was like vacate the title. The title becomes vacant like because you can't put it on Hogan because he's leaving. You can't put it on Sid because the bad guy goes over at Mania. I don't know. I just think yeah. the storyline could have benefited. <laughs> yeah, what? I,
3: and he leaves and Sid leaves too. But right, right. I, you're right. Like it would have made the match feel bigger. Right, right. And the the press conference would have made more sense and and things like that, but like I, I don't know. I don't know. It just
2: I think this match would have benefited more from the title being involved than Flair and Macho. I
3: somehow. I, I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. It's fair.
2: Alright, so let's give Cans and the Cooler to let's give Cans in the Cooler to the entire event of WrestleMania eight. This is talk about like a roller coaster of emotions. You've got up and downs, like the promos, and the the quotability is top notch. You've got two of the best matches in uh, Piper versus Brett for the Intercontinental Title on part one that we covered, and then um, Macho versus Flair for the the championship. Two top matches, but then you got a lot of a pile of garbage in there. So you can't give this a five star. Like I can't give it five cans in the cooler. I struggle to give it four cans in the cooler. Um, it's two hours and forty-five minutes. The entire card, uh, the, the entire pay-per-view. I'd probably give wow. it about a three and a half.
3: I I thought I was going to be the low man, and I have three and a half lit, written down. Like I I don't have that same like nostalgia bomb that you guys have, and the quotability and like all of that. I know is super important for 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 you guys, and like I didn't live it the same way. So for me. it it it, it didn't hit as heavy but then like i pulled all of these clips (laughs) like more than any other episode because it was that good and it is that good and three and a half is where i landed and there's two two great matches you got a sean singles match in here which was awesome to see and then in my eyes you get a good a good not great but a good spectacle with sid and hogan and watching the crowd and the experience that went on in the hoosier dome and to me, it's a three and a half. Michael, you want to go?
0: You
1: want me to go? You go first.
0: All right. I got things to say. Um, <laughs> it's hard, right? Like like you guys just talked about. So Meltzer, there's nine matches in this card. And add up his ratings, and you get eight stars total for nine matches. <laughs> that's really bad, Yeah, right? that's, that's awful. Hilarious. The
2: average is bad.
0: Yeah, because he gives negatives out. And I'm thinking to myself the whole time, and I said this while we we're, you know, during this recording. What's the third best match in this card? Sean Matador, maybe, right? Whatever, whatever you think it is. And that was kind of like trying to judge that against it. But like, what's the best? What's the third best match in WrestleMania seven? Can you think off the top of your head? No, probably six, nine, ten. Can you think no. of one off the top of your head? No, probably right. So no. whatever. Throw that out. Um, this card is. It's got two awesome matches. It's got great commentary. It's got the promos. It's got Skinner. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna go with three stars. I I can't go above that. I don't know. Yeah, it's just hard. Wow. Like, but 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 I do always come back to it. So I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I should grade it higher. I, yeah, but Those it's two, hard going two, through the whole thing.
2: Two great matches and then, and like you said, you got a young Sean and a young Taker, which we haven't yeah, really yeah, like uh, mentioned yeah, here. Yeah, like it's yeah. you know. I almost
0: prefer the front half. Like I would. Oh, one hundred percent. you stopped
2: watching yeah. after Flair and
0: uh, Macho Man, oh, my rating would
2: be so much higher.
0: Yeah, exactly. The band is like
2: oh, repugnant. Yeah, totally repugnant. the the three. Like I said, I was not being <laughs> not. I was not trying to crack a joke. Like with those three matches between, but, uh, before Sid and Hogan are are repug.
0: Sid's comment. Sid's promos carry the back half.
2: Yes,
1: there's nothing worth watching aside from that. I don't think.
2: Mike, what do you give this one?
1: All right. Uh, I'm going to be the high man here. I gave it four and a half cans. Whoa, four and a half.
2: Jesus Christ. Mikey Workrate is about to change his name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mikey uh, Mania 8. Yeah. (laughs) So, really, this is... uh, All right, there's some bad wrestling in this event. But, all in all, I think it's got a lot of good parts. It's it's my go-to when I want to watch something classic. It's it's hits me in the nostalgia, uh, you know. I I just the feel of it, the look of it. WrestleMania eight, uh, Gorilla and Heenan peak. Yeah, absolute yeah. peak Heenan and Gorilla. Uh, the the some of the matches are really good, uh, and the not so good ones have at least have good commentary. Mostly. Um, (laughs) mostly uh, I kind of liken it to you know uh, a music when like a good album like in the 90s like an album would come out and you could listen to most of all the way through maybe not one all the way goes through but it's got a little maybe one or two songs that are bad but you know you would listen to most of the album all the way through fair
3: Uh, enough generous uh, for sure. I, you that know is, what that though? I, very...
0: I I he makes me feel like a dick though. Like <laughs> he's not he's uh, he's right, you know? Like I love do love this card and I come back to it. So why would I give it 3? I don't know. I
1: don't know. I want to of right. WrestleMania Garbage. 8 on its moist, wet lips. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Regardless man. of our ratings and how
2: we're all over the place, it, it was a fun one. And clearly it was a fun one because if you combine these two episodes, this is our longest that we've probably ever gone. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. These two episodes, well over an hour and a half each. Um, it, it was incredible. It's WrestleMania but, 8. That being said, we do have some extra credit because it is the road, we are on the road to WrestleMania. So, Matt, I'm going to turn it over to you for some extra credit. Let's go. The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Coming Down the Aisle. We are committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Be sure to follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date on all of our shows.
3: We are back for some extra credit with our extra cooler top three. The extra cooler top three spotlights our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling, brought to you by Chalkline. Chalkline brings you our favorite officially licensed WWE apparel on jackets, shorts, and more over at chalk line.com. And the Pod Foundation will save you 10% when you enter PF10 at checkout. Let's go, baby. Honorable mention this week. We have two new entrants into the WWE Hall of Fame. The Great Muda was announced. And then Andy Kaufman in the celebrity wing. Both very, very much deserved. I think uh, Andy Kaufman kind of sets the tone for what celebrity involvement in wrestling is. Easily. Yeah. it's, It's long overdue. I just hope that... Jerry the King Lawler is able to make it and is able to speak at this uh, at this induction because, you know, we don't have Kaufman obviously. And, um, you know, Jerry Jerry is recovering from a stroke. So we we hope that Jerry can be there. And I I really hope that that's uh, able to happen or at least we get a video in some capacity, because if it's not there, it would surely be uh, a letdown. We've got a couple of new matches booked for WrestleMania, as Nick is well aware. Building out the the selection card, what do you call it? The prediction card, uh, as the you're pic- drawing like you did the pickum. Sorry, the pinkum, pickum, like you did last year. Gunther will be defending the Intercontinental Championship against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, and man, oh man, is this going to be. A banger! <laughs> this one is going to be great. I can't wait, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be brutal, man. If I was ex- expecting any of these these t- matches to be brutal, it will certainly be this one. In addition, it sounds like they may be doing away with the Andre Battle Royals. Sorry, Mikey, work great because they will be having two eight man or excuse me, eight person. I only tags. like the first one, <laughs> 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 but uh, they have two. Uh, four-team tag-team matches, which they are calling WrestleMania Showcase Matches. The uh, men's match has already been booked, and it looks like they've got some qualifying matches going on the women's side. So uh, we'll see who enters into those. But I actually like this idea. I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm here for it. Let's move to story number three, which is going to be kind of a follow-up from last week. I spoke about how AEW Dynamite, and I really wanted the episode after Revolution to deliver, and I felt like I was let down, and this past episode of Dynamite was the one that I was really expecting to see the week after Revolution. I mean, it started out with the MJF rebar mitzvah, which I thought was hilarious. They bring out the Four Pillars promo, which, you know, to me feels a little light, but you got every single heavy hitter and You know, they tried to make I mean, mean, I'm going back to the four pillars promo quickly, like that's an important piece in AEW in the lore of AEW is the four pillars, right? And those four being in the ring for the very first time felt like a big freaking deal. Um, And, you know, that's how they kicked off the show. you got all of the heavy hitters on there. BCC, you have Juice Robinson, which injecting the Bullet Club into AEW for the first time and actually using the theme and saying the words, I think, is really, really important. Uh, Jade gets confronted by Taya Valkyrie, which is like a true test for Jade. All of these these things are are super important. You're getting all the heavy hitters on here. You have the international title leveling up, which I still think is bogus. But uh, the Lady World Order and and the outcast come out. And then you have the three biggest trios teams fighting for the trios titles at the end of the night in House of Black, Elite, and JAS. Um, End to end, this card I thought was awesome. And they finally, I felt like they really delivered, and I just wish they did it the week after the pay-per-view. But maybe that's FedBrain creeping in, and maybe it's me just expecting them to book everything like WWE. But it just makes more sense to ha- come out of a pay-per-view and hit them with something that's important. I, you know, and I'm not a viewers guy. I'm not a stats guy, but I looked them up for the first time. The March 1st pay per view, which is, excuse me, the March 1st Dynamite, which is before the pay per view, drew 833,000 viewers. The March 8th Dynamite, which was the Dynamite after Revolution, pulled 858 viewers. So this was an increase of 25,000 viewers. Um, And then you saw a slight decline of only 6,000 viewers falling off from week to week so like really at the end of the day my take on this is super important for AEW and grabbing the casuals it only it only really appeared to be 25,000 people which in the grand scheme of things is not a big needle mover so maybe I'm I'm off with my take but it it felt good to see them deliver a really good card. Moving into story number two this week we have K.O. and Sam Lee finally hug it out on SmackDown this past week. They, uh, they they finally paid it off. They paid it off before WrestleMania. I thought it was actually going to end up happening at Mania. But anyway, uh, we get K.O. coming out, saving Sammy and They they cutting the uh, going off the air with the two of them hugging in the center of the ring felt it again, really emotional. They're doing such a great job with the entire Roman verse the, the bloodline universe, whatever you want to call it. And now KO and Sammy are fully ingrained in this. And They cut back to the newest meme on the internet where you have Cody Rhodes nodding his head, looking at the screen in the back. I can't wait until uh, Nick gets his hands on that one for, (laughs) uh, for memeing it up. It should be some fun. Uh, And then they follow it up on Monday night raw this past week, finally setting up the title match between the Usos and KO and Sammy, which will happen at WrestleMania. I'm here for it. I'm glad they're doing it. And this is a instance where you knew where they were going But it feels right and it feels good to know that that's where we're headed.
1: And there's a little tidbit of Jay, you know, accepting it right away. And uh, Roman was like, unsure about that, you know, like, I haven't seen you. And then you're accepting this match.
3: Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the in the moment on Friday, Jimmy says no. And then Jay turns around and accepts and, uh, you know, Jimmy changes his tune really, really quickly. Uh, And then again, like Mike, you were saying on Monday Night Raw this past week, and we're going to get into story number one. But Roman and Jay have this interaction in in the locker room where it's just the two of them on camera. And uh, Roman is doing his Roman thing and, uh, you know, questioning him and making him feel like garbage. And, you know, you see the fear in Jay. Man, Jay jay is the best actor in in wwe right now can we all say that <laughs> this dude is on a whole nother level just conveying yeah. emotion and sammy's there too but you know
1: the, yeah you know, i almost feel like this, jay should be the one to the thrown roman
3: you know it well, well let's let's get there in story number one let's yeah. hit fast right. forward Sorry. story number one is cody and roman promo from this past raw and Oh, man, this one felt big. And I know, Nick, you have some opinions on this build. So I'll let you take it from here. And, you know, th- this build has felt so good. And this promo, wrapping it all up, feels like it took it a whole nother six notches up than where it was previously.
2: There's just like coming out of the Rumble, everybody was bitching and moaning about how it was so predictable Cody was going to win and how they're going to tell the story. It's been incredible that they've been able to get in the ring talk back and forth with each other a few times now they haven't had to touch each other for this story to be impactful Uh, like i said weeks ago this is like this is a true main event this is the kind of match that if done right you can look back at it and be like that was a great like that was a main event not like some forgettable like you know uh, brock versus roman that we've seen in years previous or
0: sid versus hogan (laughs) <laughs> yeah
3: exactly very it's still timely
1: super personal with it too i mean yeah
3: so exactly that and roman is pretty much going over the history of cody Rhodes here and he says uh, let's look at your track record you didn't want to do the stardust thing so what happened you ran away what happened you ran away and started a company and a promotion that you couldn't get over in and you ran away then you came here, you got over and your body gives out when your little peck went to went pop. You're not cut you're not cut out for this is what he says. He's just chopping them down and chopping them down. Cody comes back at him. He admits that it's true, uh, but I don't hear a lot of complaints for uh, what I did while I was away. It's so 100% of every locker room can make a lot more money, so I'm not worried about it. And then they start like throwing barbs back and forth about how each one of them is going to feel on April 3rd after the big match. And, you know, Kaz from Masked Man, from MSG, just a former writer. I've said it before on the podcast because it really strikes me 100% when he says it, but WWE is going to tell you what they're going to do in the build. Essentially. They're going to, if you're paying attention, they're going to tell you what's going to happen. And Cody comes out and he says to Roman on April 3rd, You're going to wake up remembering what it's like to lose without those titles. And then he goes, Jay is going to leave you. And you see Roman Reigns react emotionally in his facials. And like Roman is another one of those actors, man, that it feels a little bit more over the top than what Jay does. But in the same sense, he tells a story without having to say a word and it happens here again. And then Cody continues on and then Jimmy is going to leave you too solo leaves you too and then solo um and then this and sorry and then he goes and he points at Haman and he's like and this man becomes an advocate again and then a man without a family a roman with no more reigns a chief without a tribe and it feels like that's where all of this heads it's like the great roman empire is crumbling and everything falling around around him do we really like Is this a situation where they're telegraphing everything and it feels good at the end when Cody takes home the title? Or is this just setting up for one hell of a swerve and Roman Reigns walking away with the title at the end of April 2nd?
2: The more as time goes by, I feel like Roman's walking
3: out. See, I had that same feeling of like Roman until this promo. This promo and what I just said of like WWE telling you what they're going to do before they do it. That's what this promo felt like for me. And Cody is the epitome of a baby face. Yes. 1,000% baby, baby, baby. And a baby face doesn't lie. So here we are. And I'm like, can't get this out of my head. But in every other instance, I was ready to say they're going into stadium shows after WrestleMania. Right. You've got and you've got a heavy weight to, uh, to go there. And they're international. But now you have all-American Cody Rhodes, the American dream going overseas and having to fight these. Like, let's go back to Hogan, man. Like this, this feels like Cody feels like Hogan build. Like this feels like the up and coming Hogan where he's the all-American hero and he's got to go overseas. He's got to fight all these foreign bad guys. Like that's where it feels like we're headed, man. And like I was ready to say they're going to stadium shows. They need Roman Reigns. Roman's going to be around. No, and the now rumors
2: I, are Roman's gone for a while, like after now, this.
3: And now I feel like we're going down this Hulk Hogan, All American story where Cody, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes has to go overseas and defend his title in Saudi Arabia, in <laughs> uh, in in England, in for for Money in the Bank in Puerto Rico with uh, with Backlash, pal, like. I don't know, man. I'm more and more getting on the Cody train and I just I can't help it. I can't help it.
0: In a perfect world, when you want Cody to chase it some more, like deal with some real heartbreak aside from the peck stuff, but I know if Roman's
3: leaving, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's exactly how I felt in until this promo. This promo changed yeah. everything for me, man. I was like he needs he needs more of a battle. Sure, the peck is what it is, like Jim just said, but like I don't know, man. And then at the very end of this promo, Roman is, like, laughing it off at first, and he goes to lift the mic, but instead of actually speaking into it, he just drops it and walks out. He, like, feels dejected. Roman, like, you saw a chinks in the armor here, man. Like, this was the first time that Roman felt vulnerable in a very, very long time. The only other time that I can think about was, like... When he faced the demon, and then the top rope broke, and like that's the last time I felt like he was actually in peril, and here we are again. And then there's this whole interaction with Solo going after Cody and, uh, and Roman pulling him off. So the best
2: part about this is that like they're they're building it so that you don't know who's going to walk out, and that's yes. that's what makes it exciting to watch. Yes.
0: That, do you think absolutely. Do you think they're built for the post Roman verse though, like? Like after all of this, and it just goes what and what we're going to be what less than ten days from this match when this comes I think out, right?
2: I think my biggest question oh. I I think they're ready for it if Cody takes over but I don't think like the the hardest part I have the struggle I have is what are they going to do like you can't just have Roman lose and then the bloodline diffuses like you, you how do you tell yeah. that story. That's my concern. Like there there needs to be an end to that story. So Roman can't just lose and go away. Unless if of course the Usos lose their title and Roman loses his title, then do they all go away? I can't imagine
3: that either. I mean Cody Cody just told you that like Jay starts the train, he leaves the bloodline, Jimmy leaves, Solo leaves, Heyman leaves. Like there's a there's a little part of my brain that says at the end of this, Paul Heyman walks away with Cody and he chases the gold. Interesting. I don't, know. I don't know. This is just a hop God fantasy booking corner where I just put yeah. something in the ethos and for some reason, I'm, like I'm picturing call me crazy um for,
2: for <laughs> some reason I'm picturing uh backlash. Uh, you know how they, they like it's always it used to be WrestleMania backlash. For some reason I'm picturing backlash's main event being, Cody, Sammy, KO versus the remaining Bloodline, the Usos, and Solo. I don't know why that's the one thing that I keep coming back to, but I'm trying to figure out how they're going to. I could definitely
1: see that. Like, does
2: Roman just go away? Like, how do you do? I don't know.
0: That's a proper WrestleMania pay-per-view follow-up, though. Like, I never like when it's another title match, because you know the champion's going to return, right? Like, it's always like, I think Daniel Bryan fought Kane yes. after winning <laughs> the title, right? <laughs> And then he got hurt. Yeah, and then he got hurt. You, but, yeah, no, I, I like that. You need a little more closure. It's like a movie, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't just end after the big fight. You need, like, the wind down.
2: Yeah, And they have, they have built up Cody properly, to go back to that, because they've kept him, like, with those promos like you know recovering and his rehab so they kept him on camera throughout that injury
3: yeah. um,
2: with constant updates about him like and they did that for this moment so i i don't know what whatever what wrestlemania was at 35 when all the faces walked out on top and everybody oh, wow. that you wanted to see that. walked out like that's my one issue right now Is i'm looking at this entire card and Bianca feels like the only person that's going to retain uh, and, and, and Walter uh, so and out of the big th- titles I'm sorry I'm, not, I, I'm sorry I should, should go back and backtrack not the only one but I'm seeing like uh, Rhea I'm seeing KO and Sammy and Roman as the important ones they're all you know seen. Oscar's and, winning that I uh, hmm. no talk about a match that has had no build not yeah. enough build
3: I don't know. True. It, it, I, I keep going outside the ring on that one, and I'm thinking because of the uh, the, the reality show that's coming for Bianca and, and Montez, yes. I feel like the title will still stay on her. Yeah. But for we- me, Gunther is the one that's going to lose because he's the one. He is the foreign menace, the foreign monster that Cody is going to have to overcome next. He's the one.
1: Ooh, he's, I like it. He's the one. I think Sheamus it. wins
3: that. They teased it at Royal Rumble. He was yeah. the last one out of the ring before Cody won it. They gave him they gave them time together. They they tested it in the in the controlled environment of the Royal Rumble. And it looked great. It did. It, it, it hit, man. It hit heavy. Plus, plus,
2: you either have an option here. At this point, whoever takes that title either needs to unify the, the the universal and the championship and who better to do it than Cody right he's like the guy that can unify those two
1: belts or you need to split them up and have two champions I think they'll split it but uh, I heard Triple H hates the universal title interesting
3: <laughs> super interesting just that one they yeah. both look the same <laughs> <laughs> maybe he
1: hates the name I don't know alright that's
0: fair I get it. I'm, I agree with Triple H. On he, uh, he's right about those kind of aesthetics, uh, as far as yeah, you know, oh, one hundred percent naming conventions. And, yeah, I feel like he's all right. We've
2: got a lot. We've got so, there's so much more we
3: can talk about. <laughs> it's
0: the it's, longest episode ever. Uh, yeah, maybe. It has to be. Maybe
3: I'll go back. Next and, uh, we, ne- confirm that one. Next week, we've we got a fun one. On Skinner.
2: <laughs> no, don't you? Don't you ever say that? Don't you ever say that? <laughs> next week, so next. Uh, thank you for that uh, extra credit. It's always fun talking about the road to WrestleMania. We could go on and on and on. Um, but next week, we'll be welcoming our second guest in our new Hanging with Mister Cooler series. Justin from the Wrestling Classic is going to be joining us. Uh, we're going to be previewing WrestleMania Thirty Nine and a WrestleMania match of his choosing. Uh, we're excited to have oh, him hell on. Oh yeah. He's basically the, uh, the, the king of uh, wrestling social media. He's the, the one who did it first, in, in my opinion. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to follow and check out the Pod Foundation on social media at Pod Foundation. While you're at it, don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate, review, and tell all of your friends about the Extra Cooler Show. Available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Quick shout out to Acefield Retro for delivering on the Hop God Leo DiCaprio <laughs> meme. Yes. Say. Thank you for making beautiful. that beautiful. It, it was as soon as I saw it,
3: I laughed. I know these guys. It, didn't yeah, it, incredible. It, it was really good. And and the last thing from me: Come, Come see us at Slope on April first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your teeth are so clenched. I love it. <laughs> was it? You
2: bald headed? What is it? <laughs> <You> bald headed oaf. <wolf. laughs>
0: And we'll see Cheers you all fellas. at the Country Bear Jamboree, too. Amen. Amen.
2: Now, what you
1: did, Jack Tunney, was bogus! The most bogus act you've ever pulled off.
0: Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem.
2: Right, <laughs> so, uh, Frank, what's, so, in so uh, what's in the
0: cooler?
1: Oh! <laughs> blew my mind.
0: you <laughs> rhino, the rhino's you. <laughs>
3: Extra credit. Port, 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 side, heated. Act, 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 extra credit.
1: Nasty nice. Boys! boys!